welcome to the battleground of the gods. One, two, three. You remember that one time when I dropped my phone while we were doing clap sync? Yep. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Did that happen again? Almost. <laughs> Are you holding your phone? It's in my lap, and okay. it almost fell off my okay. lap. Yeah. First world problems. I can't hold my phone and clap at the same time. What do you mean? You don't have phones? <laughs> All right. This isn't a Blizzard podcast. It's a Smite podcast. That's right. Battleground of the Gods. Welcome, challengers. I did that in the wrong order. Let's you try it, it again. Completely backwards, <laughs> no, and I loved it. it. I'm keeping, I'm keeping it. it. I'm keeping, I'm keeping it. it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I thought I am... you were doing like a good depth transition. No. Nope. not. No. Nope. I am your host, Step Nation, and joining me today we have Nevea 3 What's up, everybody? How are you doing? Willow seventeen seventy one. What's going on, bots? And that's right, ladies. Fro double G. What's up, everybody? How's it going? <laughs> okay, I don't like it. No, yeah, like no, that, that was one. wrong. How's it feel? Let's start over. Start feel, over. <laughs> it's a thumbs down for me. No, no, no. We're keeping that's this. This is quality mine. podcast content. But Honestly, you know what else that. has some pretty quality stuff in it? Our Teespring store. Teespring. That's <laughs> right. Hitting them early. Hitting them early. Hitting them early. dash podcast. I led to look it up. There's links in the Discord, also in the show notes. Yeah, they know the in links. The they know the spots. Yep. Let's get on to the fun, boys. All right. Well, Fro, you seem pretty excited. Tell us about your games, bud. Well, <clears throat> played some games on Cupid. Always Cupid fun. Main. Cupid main. Yep, yep. Played Sorry. some games on Pele. That Ooh. was really fun. Yeah. Hey, you I gotta had, save uh, that. You gotta save that for see. the hat. It wasn't just the, that one. I played. I oh. played some Predator and some Assault. Oh, okay. Although, okay. thank you for stopping me because I was about to bring up the hype ass play I made <laughs> with the ult <laughs> mid lane. Yep. You, I you remember. Know. You know. All right. I know exactly right. what right. you're talking about. Uh, played her some in Assault. Uh, she's pretty fun in Assault. Really, you build her a little bruisery like most assassins. But uh, mm-hmm. just slap a glad shield, void shield, soul eater, and like an Ankile or a runic or something like that. Although Bulwark and Oni work pretty well on her. And pick up like a Brawlers and just fucking slap some kids. Feels great. They can't kill you. Uh, played with Web Impulse. Haven't really had a chance to play with him. It was cool. Grouping up with him, someone who's pretty active over in the uh, PS4 Olympian Discord. Uh, by the way, there are discords out there for every respective console to get a hold of your Olympians. If you're not in those, I highly suggest it. Yep. Uh, it is pretty cool getting to know a lot of the other people on the the console over the past couple months. Uh, a lot of passionate people. No matter what console. Lots. There's lots of passionate people. All right, uh, I'm I mod that Discord because today, yeah, yep, yes, you do. You're in that quite a bit, actually. You you actually help me a lot in that fucking Discord. I try because there's there's times when I know like you're at work, 
Like, if it's mid-afternoon, I yeah. know you're not on break, and I'm like, oh, I'll just answer this one. I know what he's going to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially a lot of times where, because, you know, there's more than just, hey, you know, tell us feedback and all that. We're there to answer questions, and, like, if you need any help or anything, like, like how to play shit, like, we help with that, too. Yep. Uh, and there's there's been times where someone's just been like, well, what about this item plus this item interaction, or this god plus this? And, like, you or Key or uh, who else are a lot of common ones? Zek. Zek is in there all the time. All the fucking time. Yeah. He probably is the most active, honestly. I think think he is. There's a bunch of people that just pop in there and do, like, player reports. And there's some people that bugs they find. And some people who just want to give feedback. But there is some chit-chat. Mostly BMing uh, Killer XD, which is really fun. Somebody needs to ban him, please. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've... I'm trying, man. <laughs> when I'm down there, I'm going to be like, yo, this Killer XD Pro guy, he's out here trolling in every single game he plays. Everyone. Like, bro. Isn't that the guy he sitting here next got to the you Olympian the t- tag somehow? Yeah, I don't know how he yeah. got that. Oh, I found out I can get my Olympian tag on the Xbox. I'm so excited. Oh, wow. yeah? Oh, oh, and that reminds me of another thing. This actually got me hyped. All right. So, I was playing this one game, and apparently it was an assault. I was solo queuing, right? Salt Apparently, man. two people on our team... Yeah, I am. There's two people on our team who were in the previous game together. This is my first game of the day. And they are fucking, like, right from the get-go, flaming each other. The instant one dies, because the, the other person... I think it was a, uh, an Athena. I forget what the other person was. Instantly is like, oh, and one. Hmm. I see we're starting good this game, huh? And I'm like, oh, okay. Here we go. Here we go. Shots fired. Everybody. Everybody just starts fucking eventually getting into it. Like, pinging, you rock, cancel that, okays. Like, okay, that's too bad. Like, there's all the sarcastic shit in all the sarcastic way. And then they, you know, they're typing back and forth. And I just finally hop in there. I'm like, imagine being a bunch of fucking trolling assholes. Well, actually, no, I think I said just imagine trolling with an Olympian in the party. And then right after that, it said hi in VGS. <laughs> Radio silence. Ooh. Radio silence. And then, like, a couple minutes go by. Someone typed in, who's the Olympian in the party? <laughs> Hi. (laughs) (laughs) We end up, they all end up shutting up, playing the game. We won. Of course. And then uh, the Ratatasker sent me a message and he's like, I am honestly surprised you were able to defuse that situation that way. And my legitimate response is like, yeah, I'm a dad. I know how to threaten a bunch of kids when they are acting that fucking immature. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, bro you know what but, they call that they call that power how does it feel yeah i don't know because i'm not really threatening them all i said is imagine trolling with an olympian here and there's nothing i can really do about it honestly bro you flexed on a bunch of kids you flexed <laughs> on a bunch of truth. kids but <laughs> you did the dad well, flex that's, it that's my go-to like... <laughs> well that's that's like my go-to because no one you can't know my name i mean not a lot of people really know a lot of the PS4 or the console Olympians in general. But on top of that, on Xbox, I got a different name. And I didn't have that right after that match. I'm like, man, 
I just want my tag. So I message Isaiah. I'm like, yo, can I get my avatar and my title? Like, I'm, I'm not trying to be like, yo, it's mine and I want it. But just so people see that and that they don't fucking troll me. Because yeah. <laughs> like, it's honestly, I don't get that many people who get too fucking crazy in my games. Until you get a Zong Soul Until I hop on support. Xbox. Hey. I knew that Zong support, and I knew what he was going for. He was fragging. I'm sorry. As soon as I saw that T1 <laughs> life steal, I'm like, I know what he's going for. Pythax piece. Let's go. <laughs> oh, anyway, well, I'll let you take over on that one, Willow. You right. fragged that game, so go ahead. I, I fragged that game. Um, we grouped up with a couple of people from the Discord web and um, Lantern. Lantern 25 Green. Um, shout out to Lantern and yeah, shout out to that guy. and his crew. We've played a shit ton with those guys lately. Um, I Very actually nice hopped people. in, I hopped in Lantern's uh, Twitch chat and said hey and talked to him a little bit. He was like, "Dude, I love the podcast." Uh, super shout outs to him, great supporter. Uh, but anyway, <clears throat> I we were in the party chat and I was like, "Dude, I don't know what I want to play support because Webb wanted to play mid. He's trying to practice that role." I was like, "I'll give you mid. It's fine." So I took his support. And I was like, somebody just pick something random for me. I don't care. And was it you or was it Green that said uh, Zong Kuei? Hmm. Uh, I want to say I said something more troll. I said Loki. That's I think you right. said Loki. And I Zong. was like, fuck you. <laughs> uh, but I think Green said Zong Kuei. So I, uh, I was like, fuck it. I'll play Zong Kuei. I'm not going to literally do anything. And uh, in lane... It was kind of nothing. We poked them out. They had a, a Ymir and I don't remember who their hunter was. It doesn't matter. Uh, we were was poking them out. I thought they had they had a jank lane, didn't they? I'm pretty wasn't sure they like had a, a pretty normal Changa and wasn't it like a Changa. It was a Neath. It was a Neath for sure. I'm pretty sure it was a Neath. No. Wrong Ymir. game. Wrong game. Continue. Yeah, I will get receipts. But anyway, we, we didn't, like, frag lane or anything, but they rotated on us, um, and we ended up killing them at their purple buff. Their jungler was not very good. Um, <laughs> I got out. Oh, no, no, no. It was a ho-yi. Because this is the game. All right, so you know the pillars around Gold Fury? Um, not, like, between next to Oracles and the Gold Fury pit right there, there's little, little pillars in the middle. I had, like, less than 50 health. The Hoji needed to hit one basic attack to kill me. I'm running. Yes. I do a full loop. Yes. I do a full loop around the pillar and start running towards Fro. Fro sashes him uh, as Naja. Max Rain Sash. <laughs> yeah. I pat myself on the back for that one. I was, and, I was really happy about that. So I, like, oh, fuck, I'll turn around. So I turn around and card him. And then Fro somehow body blocks the last basic that's going to kill me and hits him one more time and he dies and I just like hop a couple times and walk away. Uh, but anyway, I went like... Oh, dude. The whole time I'm just like, body block, body block, body yeah. block. <laughs> like trying to get in between. Willow is like, what, 20 HP? If that, you're one auto. It doesn't matter what uh, it, was it was one auto would have killed me easy. <laughs> anyway, I, uh, oh I, I get out somehow... And then later, uh, I blink on the Baron mid and stun him into a Kukulkan or Kukulkan alt, and I was like, I'm fragging. I was seven and zero to start the game, 
um, dove their solo lane tower to get a kill on their solo laner, dove mid tower. I was just diving towers and walking away. It was hysterical. I ended up dying twice, but I was 8-2 in like 26 or something like that. Um, Whoa. It was fucking fun as hell. Uh, other than that, I played a couple ranked games. My ranked games have been average. Good game, bad game, good game, bad game. Um, I played two tonight. I played Jingwei both times. Uh, Rick was talking about Jingwei, and I was like, I haven't played her in a couple weeks. She's really boring, or she frags really hard. Um, the She's first like game. Him. Well, That's the first game, we won in 15 minutes because we had our Susano just was on a tear. Um, he was like nine and one at 15 minutes. I was four Oh and four. We had the first five kills in the duo lane. We killed, we, their Thor was really bad. We killed their, their Jormungandr and then their Hachiman, um, ulted out and their Thor ulted in. So we killed the Thor and the Hachiman turned around to help the Thor. So we just ran at him and killed him. Uh, that was our triple kill in lane. I ended up with one of those, and the Susano had two. And then uh, he came back for a gank about three minutes later. Ended up with another two, three, two kills. So we had the first five kills in the duo lane. Um, their Thor just fed his brains out. And then uh, I have to say this. This is my only negative point for today. Stop playing afro support i don't care if you think it's good you think afro is your favorite god stop playing it in support i don't care if you play it solo i can deal with it in mid hell i'd rather have it in the jungle stop playing it support it kills me as a carry when i literally have no lane pressure level one and i'm already jingwei and then i'm just standing under tower and then on top of that my Afro DC'd for a good three minutes. That was fun. So we're down like, I think it was like 15 to 2 in kills, and we were down like 2,000 gold already. Uh, we tried to surrender once. We ended up surrendering the second time, but my point is don't play Afro support. She just doesn't do anything. She doesn't have the power to be healthy and keep you healed, and she's not tanky enough early to really be a support and affect as a support does in the 3v3 and she's just better to either farm till super late game in the solo lane or actually do some damage in the mid lane stop playing her in support that's my only points zonkwe support was hysterical but it wouldn't have worked at a higher elo i would have got dicked on well, that that's all i got if you would have yeah, jeez, Debbie Downer over here. I'm just realistic. He just doesn't do enough as a support. Like, he's fun as fuck to play, and he does a lot of damage, and he can build him kind of tanky, and he still does a crap ton of damage because his base numbers are really high. But Yeah, Willow wasn't <laughs> building support by any means. He was no. definitely going more solo lane bruiser. I had... Mail, ISO, Pythags, <laughs> fucking... I had... What did, what I, did, I, I did start... I did start um, Gauntlet of Thebes. Like, I went Boots, Gauntlet of Thebes. And I got Talaria Boots just so I could move around the map really fast. Because I didn't have Blink first. Um, so, 
I got Talaria Boots, Goblet of the Thieves, and then I went into Mystical Mail just to be annoying as fuck. And then I went into... What was my magical item? Was it Onis or Go- Genjis? I think One it was Genjis. Um, just for cooldown. And then I had um, Gem Iso, Pythag's Peace, and I think we won before I finished my last item. Or I got Relic Dagger, maybe. Anyway... I had a ton of fun playing that game, if you can't tell. Nev, I know you have league games to talk monster about. Of the mid lane. And I want to hear how the monster of the mid lane slapped some kids. Oh, my goodness. Well, last week uh, was our, our game that we had to end up rescheduling to this past Sunday. So I wasn't able to talk about it because when we recorded, it hadn't happened yet. So there you go. I got to play some Vulcan, and I went, just pulling up the receipts here, 10, 0, and 12 as Vulcan in a league game. That's pretty good. Wait, hold on. You got to tell them what that led to. What that led to? Yeah. What happened to the next set that you played? Oh, so the set that I played two days ago for this week, I got targeted banned. I didn't get to play Vulcan at all <laughs> for this Ooh. week. That's how you know you're good, Nev. You That's what it. happens when you go 10-0 and 0 in a, a league match. <laughs> <laughs> they go, yeah, we can't give her Vulcan voice. <laughs> I'm trying to do some quick yeah, maths. I would say, then, that was your second game, because the first game, the enemy picked up uh, Vulcan. And because I remember I was talking to, I want to say, Blaze, or I was on the Xbox. It might not have been Blaze. Was it? Fuck, who was it? Oh, no, it was Key. It was Key and uh, who the fuck else was with us? Anyways, uh, Danny Boy. There we go. It was Danny Boy. And we were watching it together. And uh, I was like, first game they picked Vulcan. And I'm like, oh, well, Nev's been talking about playing some Vulcan. Next game, Nev picks Vulcan, and then I'm like, oh, man, they're going to think that she picked up Vulcan. That way they couldn't have him. Like, they're going to find out Nev <laughs> wants Vulcan. And I remembered, I'm like, Nev, they picked mid before uh, Bot G picked mid. So I'm like, Nev didn't get a chance to grab that Vulcan. She probably wanted that first game. And now this is her chance to flex on it. <laughs> I did. As soon I- as I seen that lock in, I'm like, oh, here we go, Nev. You've been talking about it. Let's see it. I, I played Agni in the first game, not as hype as my 10, 0, and 12 Vulcan, uh, but out of damage 28 of total, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I had top damage in both games. Definitely the Vulcan yep. game for sure, <laughs> um, but uh, the uh, the Vulcan game, it was 28 total kills for our team, and I did 10 of them and assisted in an additional 12, so pretty good. Kill participation in 22 out of 28 that's real fucking mm-hmm. good in the conquest because if you consider the side lanes and jungle fights that you're not there for that's really really good no oh, that, that was that was hype and then yeah this this past week's game uh we did a couple nights ago and it's actually they're they're rebroadcasting it right now um it actually it didn't go as badly as i thought so this past week's team that we played against was a team that we played a bunch in the first split and going against them made us famous for hour-long games so we didn't get a first blood 
until 13 minutes into the game. <laughs> and we were talking in comms during the game. We were like, oh, the casters are going to hate us for this game so much. <laughs> but we ended up winning it. And I think it was like 30, 34 minutes. And then the second game was a little less than 30. So, yeah. Good good couple of league matches. Um, feeling really good about it. Other than that, I really haven't done too much other smite. Uh, except I did team up with Creed and Eve and a couple of his buddies yesterday and attempted to figure out Giannis once again and had lag spikes and I went 0-9. Dap, how was your week? My <laughs> week was pretty darn great, let me tell you about it. Started off with an assault, got Godzilla, won that match. And then uh, I believe Fro and I were grouping up for some mode of the days. We were trying Yee-hee. out some old run, seeing if we could stack the ults on the tower. First match is a loss. We're like, we got to try that again. Roll into the next match. We pull out a victory. He's beast at taking hold up, towers. Hold up. Hold hold up. up. I, I, got, I, got, I got to correct you. Okay. For the past three weeks, you've been keep saying that we pull out a victory. I don't pull out. Hey. Hey. I see what you did there. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. We can continue. No, no, no I'll pull up. I'll pull up the match ID. We had two Olorons and three yeah, Poseidons versus one Oleron, two Thanatos, two Hercules. Oh boy, that was a pretty close match, I believe. Oh brother, that and then in, that was something. Yeah, and then. uh in the other match we had, we managed to talk the whole team into playing Oleron. One of the guys was completely BM. Dude. And Dude. I think one of the dudes just didn't know, like, Oleron's kit. Because he wasn't he's like, doing this that. This god kit. is fucking trash. He's worthless. And then he's, he's like, how come good. I have the most what damage? The this- <laughs> and I'm like, dude, I built support. Dude, <laughs> everything. Right? Oh boy. It's like you went pen and hunter's blessing first item. Like (laughs) Oh. So yeah, this we're talking someone who went cooldown boots op shard and then was like, Why aren't well this god doesn't do any fucking damage? And like A, you're a late game god. B You don't have any damage. (laughs) You got no power. You got no attack speed on a god that relies on power and and attack attack speeds. Yeah. So it didn't help that we were matched up against Merlin Neath and then three opwash. Yeah, that didn't that didn't help. Which no, you can't really counter old opwash with Oleron. It just sticks around longer. Yeah, I mean they're easier to dodge. Yeah, but does it matter? No, it does. <laughs> no. I can tell you, no. <laughs> And then, you were doing uh, it for science. Uh, for science, obviously. We were. Uh, now you we know. We were doing teams that were doing it for sweaty. I do an arena the next day. Do o- Blaster Odin. End up like chunking kids from full health. And my teams come and gobble them up. Uh, I had support numbers, but I was Blaster. So in a way it feels bad, but also feels good. Picked Scotty thinking, okay, she, yeah, yeah. 
pick Scotty thinking, okay, we got uh, we got the Scotty changes coming out. Nope, uh, that was a loss. Uh, Scotty, <laughs> oh no, Scotty, no bueno arena. Yet. Yeah, yeah, you can't. <laughs> no blink dog yet. Um, and then the following matches are all victories as follows: Baron Samadhi and Joust, Anubis and Arena. Ganesh in mode of the day. Odin in arena. Then we got two ranked duels. Both of those Ymir. Both of those victories. I have an Osiris into the arena. Victory there. And then two more ranked duels with Ymir. Pulling out victories. No deaths. Nice. And in a way, I feel bad. Because these past two matches that were right before the podcast... But I'm pretty sure I got matched against the same guy. He's been trying to run Ares. And that's just a big nope for for him. That's like, a feels bad against the Ymir. It's a real feels bad. Chain me once, I wall you. Yep. Throw out your fire, I freeze you. Yep. Oh, hey, I still got my damage ability. What do you got? Yep. <laughs> Oh, you all me! I ult me. <laughs> Fuck you. you! I'm an ult too. He By ults the way, me. I run damage. at him and ult. Yeah. <laughs> Here, let me get a little closer. Hold on, hold on. That's it, right I, there. I wall, I wall him, Save and your then change, I bitch. run I'll up come against to you. the wall and ult. Yeah. It, uh, oh, it was a feels bad moment for him. The first game no, I killed him for real. Four it's like, times. Don't even worry about it, bud. I'll just come to you. You you, you ain't got all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's no escape necessary. Yes. I didn't want to escape anyway. <laughs> I, I think I, I counter-ulted his ult once because he was pulling me deep into tower and minions were nowhere near close. I was being a little bully. But, oh man, I'm I'm so getting a little bit back on the new duel. hat master, it sounds like. Yeah. No, uh, I told you, there's a, there's a guy that does you mirror. Oh, Vegas. you're right. I have He's heard about this guy. Hat master. No, no there's another master. guy. Trelly was talking about him. Right? Charlie was talking he's, about him the other day. He's got like 40 stars on Ymir. Yeah. And I think he he just lost his master's board. He's been working towards getting it again. Hatmaster so. was playing a... This is a few weeks ago. He was playing a whole day of just Sylvanas and Duel. And just wrecking Ooh. kids. <laughs> that sounds rough. Yeah. <laughs> Like, for both parties. Yep. Because <laughs> you get Polly and you just hit them so hard. Well, I remember yeah. way back when he was on VD2, him and Define Pride, the same episode. They they suggested... Now, granted, this is back when Opshard affected structures, but Opshard Polly was your key to victory. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I'd imagine Polly stayed the same. I wish Polly was good in other game modes. Yeah, Polly just is yeah. very situational. Well, it depends on what god you're playing, right? Yeah, exactly. I got and smacked what by a, playing them in. I got smacked by a Kronos with Polly because he just two auto one or three auto one auto two auto and just you'd be dead. Yeah. If your beads and Aegis weren't up, you were just dead. It he hits so hard. But it was just a random that one guy. Nobody's playing Polly on uh, most gods. That's bad. Uh, you, you can play it in duel. 
It's optimal. Well, in duel, it's well, yeah, because yeah. it helps with your tower. Your tower helps turn. with tower. Helps with burst. Help and if you've got a lockdown ability, burst. boom. Jungle boom. camps. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, on your mirror. Plus you on your mirror, it's damn near freeze core. auto to auto wall auto. <laughs> I mean, we've brought this up before. Any god that has the same passive as an item, that item is core on them, and yep. that's yeah. your mirror when it comes to doing damage. That's poly. That's his passive. That's- Basically. Yeah, that's why Hydra's Lament is so good on um, Humbats, because it's basically... Were you going to say Ymir? No. Were you going to say Ymir? Hydra's Hydra's on everybody. Yeah. All right, boys. Because yeah, oh, they got basically the same passive, but one's a debuff you put on your enemy, so when you hit them and the other is, you get a buff. Oh, yeah. Yep. But yeah, I'm uh I've been kind of th- so I've been streaming the whatchamacallits, D and D's. And I've been thinking that about that was fun. I've been thinking I brought my about my daughter back to life. <laughs> you did, you did. Well Okay, I didn't bring her back different to life. Character. She got a new character. Different yeah. character. We gave did you all have to redo characters because you all died? Didn't you kill like three Fro out of killed, four? Fro killed Fro killed half the party. Oh. Yeah, the two that died, they needed new characters. Their characters died. Rip like, yeah. like dead. I'm dead. doing real death. Rip, I'm doing rip. real death. Yep. No they resurrection the books, or revi- they, they revivify? Not if you're fucking level one. Level one? <laughs> yeah, true. Collective gold between the whole party, uh, not even 100? Nope. Yeah, you're just dead, boys. <laughs> and no no cleric's going to be like, I'll do this for free. Right. Mm-mm. But uh... well, at this point, the time has passed, because I think revivify has a, which it's would be a, the cheapest and only possible solution, like 24-hour, 48-hour period. No, revivify a is a minute. I know it's real short. I, um, I don't remember. Resurrection is like three days, if I remember correctly. Something like that. I haven't played in forever, so. so I haven't dealt with those spells in a while, so. Revivify is just really anyway. good. Like, Battleground of the Gods, a D&D 5e podcast. Hey, it would work <laughs> as a title for I am D&D your dungeon podcast. master, Dep Nation. It would. Bra, I would love, love. Maybe, maybe second channel, coming soon, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, uh, watch out. Or uh, what What would you call uh, Deities and Demigods? Battleground of the Dice. Oh, that's a good one. Watch out. Well, or we just go battleground of the gods. Dean. How, anyway, how let's about move we on. go back, uh, back, back to, to smite, smite. <laughs> back to smite. And, uh, you know, Willow's been mentioned in, uh, was MSI. Did I get that right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. But, um, frankly, I, I don't know shit. And Fro, do you know anything? Uh, I'm going to be kind of useless in this conversation myself. Yeah. Nev, you, do you know anything? I mean, I- I have spoilers, but I'm I'm gonna keep quiet. Okay. Well, since since we kind of we're we're holding back, why don't we get some professionals in here to talk about MSI? Yeah, sounds good. I'm gonna get something. Eat. I'll be back. All right. Thanks, Depp. Um, I brought in two of uh, the community quote unquote experts on SPL uh, LHS. Hello, everybody. My name is LHS. And J. Mac Tucker. Hey, it's that one college guy. <laughs> <laughs> that college guy. Um, J. Mac, you've been here before, uh, but why don't you remind everybody who you are? Well, for those who don't know, I am J. Mac Tucker. I'm a collegiate analyst and caster 
I've worked with the AVGL and NACE, and most recently did get to work with Skillshot during the World Qualifiers. I think that's kind of where I kind of got a little bit more popular when I got to work on the desk. I got to be uh, Crazy Guy Steve one day. That was a lot of fun. Uh, everybody enjoyed that day. Um, but other than that, I'm pretty much just a, you know, just a caster and analyst. I mostly do collegiate smite. And then I also get a stream on Skillshot on Sundays. So it's kind of fun there. Nice. Uh, LHS, tell us a little bit about you. You're new to the show. Yeah. Uh, hello everybody. I'm Zach LHS Dick. Uh, I've been around the smite community for God, three years now. Uh, started my own podcast that's gone through like 15 different revisions uh, until its current format started as retake SPL that it was couch talk as uh, around the battleground uh, so a little similarity in the names there uh, and I've been just doing uh, you know high level smite content pro level content for that entire time uh, worked at high res for a little bit as a community intern got an opportunity to work on the desk did host work analyst work on the uh, desk uh, did the energy invitational and then have just done really periphery stuff since then uh all of my stuff really around uh things like that and then i guess now i'm a professional smite coach because my team graduated from the combine to the sml so you know oh yeah congratulations thank you thank you so uh are you excited all right do you guys know if you're actually going to be in the league because there's been so there's like no formats. real information like uh, in-depth information for us right now the big thing is like so they're expanding the lead by two top two are getting added to the lead being on our with combine like you make money for like first second third um right that's funny but it's into play every month uh and then now that we're moving up into the sml they're taking that away from us so now yeah. nobody's getting anything um so that's really awkward so trying to like get picked up by an org right now to at least hover wages lost from moving up the ladder yeah it's a really awkward situation like oh. trying to get some information from hires at this point to figure out like what the long-term plan is going on because trying to get an org when we're like periphery to the actual league like we're not guaranteed to be there at the start of next season yeah it's like it's an awkward place to be yeah yeah but is what it is <laughs> yeah that sounds rough man um but anyway um, we had uh, a relatively big uh, tournament that just occurred over the last week. Um, MSI, or the Mid-Season Invitational, just wrapped up yesterday. Um, and viva la visa, everybody! Renegades come out of nowhere, out of six seed from the SBL team, and sweep Splice in right. a relatively aggressive manner, if I have to say so. I mean, not just uh, splice. What did you I mean, get? They sweeped everybody. Oh, they... they went eight and zero. Yeah, like, the, the they six... didn't lose a game. No, like sixty team coming out of nowhere and sweeping everybody that stood in their way. This, I mean, this is some. Hindman has some of the best script writing I've ever seen at this point. Because like, uh, right? We see you guys keep saying they came out of nowhere. I don't think they really came out of nowhere though. Well, if you look at C if you look at this face value at seeding wise, this is a six seed team, so it means they were the last team to make it in there. It was the the, the bottom of the SPL that could have made it to that possible point. They were the cutoff point. And in their season they had their highs and lows. Their highs looked really good. Their lows really looked high. like their their highs were up there, you know, to the to the level of rival and dig. Their lows were kind of at that mid-level point, you know, where you'd expect a, a sixth through fourth kind of team to be. 
And then when they come through and they just dominate the competition, and, and I don't even mean like close back and forth. I mean, they just outright dominated the competition. I think that's a little bit out of nowhere, honestly. Like, yes, this is strong teams, but for them to come out I don't, that strong was a little unexpected, I think. Yeah. And their side of the bracket was tough. They started with PK, which is the adapting team with Deathwalker vote. And they looked like they were nothing in comparison to RNG. Then they move on and play. I mean, I think PK at this point oh, go ahead, go ahead. is just a, a weak team. You think they're a weak team? I mean, PK consistent. Yeah, 100%. I don't think they I don't think they sniff at World Championship this year. That team consistently underperforms. They have not looked good this season. They've been people them being dominant on those teams and those teams having a bad day. They played an SK who had their worst showing and 3-0'd them. They yeah. Uh, they weren't winning games convincingly when they were 3 0 They were still having problems. They weren't they're a fun team. They're, they are Raptors turning into LeBron to LeBron sweeps them. They every time under pressure this season. And th this team, like the biggest things that, that I can point out. So Walker has been very used to having a jungler who kind of babies his side of the map and enables him to do a lot more. And adapting has done that a couple games and it looked really strong. And like towards the end of the season, they did that a lot. Okay, they figured it out. They, and then they kind of go most impatient I've ever seen. Like adapting other people to make mistakes by making them impatient. Yeah. And now he's the, like the perfect example is on his, uh, I forget what in the Hebo. He, no, he blinks, everybody gets the ult, misses everything and it gets blown up. And then the game off of that. The entire season for them as yeah. a whole when that works because of mechanics it's great but that's not consistent and that's that team as a whole right now i don't think they are strong at all uh i just i don't believe the hype at all i hear you i hear you um so rng moves on past pk they come up against the number two seed dig who's looked fantastic all season until the last two or three weeks where they lose to rng and then um, who was the other team they lose to? United at the end of the season. Mm -hmm. So RNG comes in and again looks dominant over a team who's been fantastic all season. You know, this I mean, is the unfortunate history of Dig. No matter what iteration of Dignitas that we see, it it honestly comes down to the same exact thing: have a dominant, over, like super well performing season, and then you put them in the hot seat. And it's over. They just they just crack under the pressure. It happened at the World Championships last time, where sure you know they got their win over SSG, but it, it didn't look really good. SSG like struggled all last season, barely crawled their way out of the bracket to get to Worlds, and then they put up a decent fight against Dig, who should have just blown right through them. And then they go up against Splice, and they just get they just get manhandled. I mean, Dignitas just, yeah. no matter what iteration of Dignitas we have, it just seems that they cannot hold up under the pressure. It just seems that they always fold over for some reason. And I mean, with Renegades, you know, beating them throughout the season to me seeing them going against Dig again, I kind of expected this to be a little bit closer of a set. You know, Dig realized, oh man, Renegades beat us. Maybe we can make some kind of adaptation to it. And they didn't. Dig could never they really, lost. they could not find a way to crack this Renegades team. And it's just it's just reminiscent of how the season play went for them is 
they lost to Renegades and they just didn't adapt to it. And I think that's the problem with Dig. And I, I really think that's the problem with being such a top team, like these teams that are at the top of the SPL, is because they're not losing so many so much, they're not able to adapt when they do start losing. When they lose, they're just like, well, what do we do? We've been winning this whole time. And that's kind of the story that, you know, we'll talk about, you know, rival and armada later on, because I think that's a very important game to talk about. But these teams that are sitting at the top of the at, at the top of the charts every time. When they do lose, they kind of are like dumbfounded. They're like, "What happened? Like, we're like the best. What what's going on to us?" And they never made that adaptation. Maybe they thought it was dumb luck the Renegades beat them the first time around, and they didn't think they were gonna need it. But uh, that said, I, I don't know what happened to Dig. Their minds were just not in the game. I I can tell you what happened in the early game again. Every game this season, and then they could fight back in the late game. Dig is a team that has a ton of hubris where they don't care if you beat them early because they believe that their God-given talent is going to carry them in the late game and they're going to out-team fight you. That is their entire strategy. That's been their strategy, and it doesn't work. And that's what they did all yeah. season. But it doesn't work. Like, consistently across... You look at the last three years, that's always been game plan has been known for you look at obey you look at dig that's kind of what they've done that is their hallmark and now like it, it they, those teams have never done it all and because they are slow to adapt at this point i mean you look at that set against renegades game one dardes plays on her game two dardes plays on her game three dardes plays on her. Then the on this win renegades was losing that they lose when Dardis is on a mage, just a, a traditional mage, if you put Dardis on a carry, Renegades wins because that is their play style. I don't think Dardis played a mage this entire tournament. Just like you have to see that. If I can see that as an SML coach, as a desk chair analyst, see that Dardis is. We don't let Dardis or we ban some stuff, or we play stuff that messes with it. You know, if we know, you know, double carry or anything like that, we throw Kuzumbo in there to really mess with his day. I I don't know. I just, th this was a textbook in a two-hour game plan mid-set. And I think that is the difference between a lot of teams right now, and I think it's why Renegades is winning, is we're seeing teams who have been meta-slaves or, you know, they, the traditional smite, like, oh, this has to go in the support. That's why it's the duo lane. Duh. And, uh, like, that mi mindset is why teams are going to smite. Has, it's like basketball. Basketball is a positionless sport now. And that's kind of where smite's going. And if you can't evolve into that, you're not going to see that success. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Well, talking about Dardes playing carries in the mid lane. Funballer plays Zhongkui, uh, Changa, and Merlin most of his time to be fair, through the entire... Uh, to be fair on the Merlin, we've seen Merlin in three different positions in SPL play yeah, so yeah. far. We've seen a mid, solo, and carry. So, uh, yes. And that's just because Merlin's so flexible with that. He has great CC into his kit so he can build tankier and still have CC with his with his uh, arcane stance, his ice stance for the slow, and then he has protection shred and the fire stance. You know, if you want to just play him traditional mage, you can just build him the damage. You play him, you know, carry position, just build him damage and maybe a little bit of defense to go up against the other hunters or whatever you're going against. I mean, 
Merlin's so diverse. The Chongas, I think, is what ever threw everybody kind of for a loop because we were seeing, you know, the Vulcans, the Poseidons. We've seen the Hobwas, these really traditional burst-made-style characters or utility-made-style characters that go into the hunter position. And then all of a sudden, we see a Chonga, and everybody's like, excuse me? <laughs> I thought the Zhang Kui was just as crazy. Where does that come from? Ah, uh, I mean, I don't know. I I'm a crazy person. And so, like, all of this makes sense to me. <laughs> I think j can attest. This is things that I've been saying for the entire time I've been, like, the last at least two years. I've been saying, what if we did, like, one of like, big things when I was in the AVGL was Yon. And when I wasn't the one playing it, it worked. We were playing the Chang'a jungle. When we were playing, I had Sobek mid. All things that I was like, <laughs> why are we all, what? the game hasn't fundamentally changed since launch tournament. Uh, I I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you stress the point when I'm not playing the Giannis jungle because I'm self aware at least. <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> I, I, no, I, I can't attest. I've been watching Collegiate Smite and there's been a lot of crazy things that happen in Collegiate Smite because it, it's a whole different ball game compared to even the SPL or even the SML. It's still a whole different level. Sure, there's SML level players, but there are things you see in Collegiate Smite that you would never think in your lifetime that you would see work out. Like I saw a Ganesh jungle that worked. I've seen Kuzumbo carry that's worked. I've seen Kuzumbo Hercules duo lane that's destroyed people. I mean, you see some of the craziest stuff at the lower end of Smite. And then when you see that kind of weird, you know, a lot of people called it cheese throughout. You know, the jank, the weirdness, these unconventional things. And whenever I kept hearing the casters referred to different pickups as cheese or jank, you can't really call it that because it was winning the set ADC. That's kind of janky. That's a little cheesy. What happened? It worked. Multiple times it worked for them. And because of that, you can't really call anything happening in Smite now jank or cheese. It's just this is what they wanted to do, and it worked. Meerkat played Erlong Shen mid, and it worked. With blank double chalice. I loved it. I was, I was so and they got livid. A, they got first blood. The, Double the, blinked in first blood. I loved it. I was so livid when I saw him. Like, this is the most meerkat thing I have ever seen in my life, and he's not even playing Loki. Like, oh my lord. Um, so let's let's shift to the the finals where RNG plays Splice, and Splice on the other side of the bracket looked really good. They looked clean in their sets. They had a, a few like rough games here and there, but for the most part. Aurora was playing Hercules, top tier. Um, Baskin was Baskin. They, uh, the carries were playing cleanly, really good positioning for the most part. And I, I'm not going to lie, I think they had a really easy bracket on their side. They started out with Hype Unit, who, wait, no, I'm wrong. They started out with... E United. E United, you're right. They started out with E United, who looked a little lost in their set, um... And then they transitioned to playing Armada, who blew Rival out of the water, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. And then they move in to play RNG, and RNG looked like the better team out of the two, by far. I think with Splice, the big thing that stuck out to me was a lot of miscommunication between the players. Uh, one of the biggest testaments to that was, I think it was, I think it was game number two. No, 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 it was game one because Dardis had had Ul. 
Game number one, yep. they yep. run up to do a blue buff invade. It was Baskin and Aurora go up for a blue buff invade as Yorm and Kabrakin. Dardes starts making a rotation over on Ul, and there's either no call out or a lack of information call out from the mid laner for Splice. And Dardes shows up at the blue buff. No, no chance Baskin's making out. He's a level one Yorm. There's no way he's making out against four yep. players. But for some reason, Scream decides, hey, I think I could help you out here. And Scream decides to jump into the fray and end up causing two deaths on their side at the start. And because of yeah. that, misinformation and miscommunication between the teams really is what cost them the first two games. Because their early game, they were just running in and dying and running in and not getting anything off of what they were doing and throwing too many, pe throwing too many balls out there and nothing was hitting. Or they were getting hit right back at them, like... I think we can throw three guys onto these two, and then all of a sudden five people show up onto those three, and now there's nothing going for you. Uh, for me, Splice just looked lost. Game one and two is the best way to say it. Is they they just didn't know what to do with themselves in that in that situation. They wanted to fight, but they didn't know how to fight for some reason. The early, you know, the Kabrak the Kabrakin is a very aggressive pick. People will tell you the Kabrakin support is not very conventional. It's not that much because. Your C one of your CCs is extremely situational. You do have to have five stacks in order to get your two to stun. Your one is a single target stun. So when there's four of them, that's not going to do you a lot. And then when you throw tremors out there, you're standing still for four people to hit you. It's a very aggressive pick. And if it falls behind early, you don't get your items online. So you're not tanky. So you just die. And then your walls just are, are never really a factor. Like, Especially if you go, let's say, you know, they had the Yorm, but let's say you go up against a Yormengunder, Yormengunder would destroy a Kabrakin in a heartbeat because walls wouldn't mean anything to them. Uh, when they tried to go for the aggressive plays early because they had the team comp that could be a little bit more aggressive early, but it just didn't work out because uh, I, I think really what it came down to, as I said at the start, was miscommunication and just unknowing what they really wanted to do in those first two games. Because game three looked like it should have been game one of the set. Yeah, I agree. It looked like Splice finally settled in game three and were feeling a lot more comfortable in that set. But if that was game one, that set probably would have been completely different. LHS, what are your thoughts? Honestly, I think, I think people weren't paying attention to what Splice was saying. All see. Splice has been broadcasting very vocally how to beat them, and that's shutting down the side lanes. Baskin and Cyclone Spin are their win conditions every game. Oh yeah, you 100%. you listen to the players, and what they're saying is we're not really doing much. We're just getting bailed out from by Baskin and Cyclone. They have said that repeatedly, and so what Renegades was like, okay, force Scream and Aurora to beat us. We're going to force the ball into their hands and make them make the shot. And they couldn't. Vinini couldn't do it. Scream couldn't do it. They mitigated what Baskin brings to the table. They mitigated Cyclone spin in lane. And, and when neither one of those guys... Yeah, they just put some janky thing right? over there. And when neither of those guys could actually do it, Splice failed. And, that, I mean, I, it makes sense to me. Like, again... Renegades did their homework. I, I cannot express how amazed I am that Renegades has like figured this all out, figured out their game plan and everything like that, all without a coach. And to a certain extent, I feel like when you've got Raffer, he's a player coach. You've got Cherio, player coach. You've got Funball. 
less of a player coach, but just a good guy. I just want to point that out. Uh, <laughs> and then Dardes uh, is also a really smart guy. These are all... They almost don't need a coach. I would still... Absolutely, I think in the modern era of Smite, if you want a Wonder World Championship, you need a coach. But if there's a team that's going to do it without a coach, I think it's these guys. And for this exact reason, they went at Splice and did exactly what you needed to do. And they had this... I think that's very... It's because just saying, you have to neutralize, you have to neutralize Cyclones, just go do that. That's, you know, saying that is one thing, but actually going out and doing it is another. I really think that... One of the biggest reasons why Renegades wins this set is Funball, Funballer's play in the duo lane, playing non-traditional hunters, just playing what he wants, getting that farm, great. And then Nika, his progression from when he started has been tremendous. The way that he plays, and he, he still struggles with consistency at times. We saw that at the end of the split. But, you know, that could be a multitude of factors, you know, being burnt out, not having time to scrim, a lot of things, right? People having tape on you and, and all of that. But you know, when he is on, he is, I think, one of the top soul laners right now. Uh, I don't know what his ceiling is, if he's reached it or not. But Nika, you know, when he gets to play Yorm, he's amazing. He got to play the Achilles, the Arthur, the, you know, during the final set. And then he brought the Jean-Cui the first game. Like, this Renegade, you know, before we got to MSI, if you asked me who the most complete team was, I would have said Rival. Yes, I agree. I, I think my most complete team after watching MSI might be Renegades because oh, of the way that they play into each other. Yeah. Uh, it's... It's unreal what they're able to do. And I think, you know, Cherio kind of mentioned, you know, that he had to change his play style up from what he traditionally does to fit in this team uh, environment and do setup and everything like that. And I think that's a really important part. You know, when he's on the Neja, he's not looking to get that single target kill uh, for himself. He's doing, you know, what Twig has done for forever now, which is single out that guy in the back. And then my team's going to get here and we're going to team fight. And we're going to kill. And he's transitioning into that sort of role, facilitating. And that has been instrumental as well. Because when Chario was trying to be aggressive and be the star, and it's, you know, it's hard. You say star in quotes, right? Like, he he was never, like, trying to force everything through him. But he was trying to be, like, one of the guys, the focal points. And that wasn't quite working. When it worked it worked but didn't have the same consistency now that he's kind of stepped back and they're all working together if they can keep synergy and stay you know relevant with meta changes you know there's a there's a lot of stuff coming through and i honestly think all of the changes coming from mid-season patch are just going to make this team stronger and like i said this team has adapted to the new smite era where a lot of teams i feel like have not yet i i just gotta say this before we move on i feel like the renegades know how to play their role on the team perfectly nika has all season since they've gotten into the rotation of games has played his role he has carried when he needs to he has been the agitator he's been the peel he has just played extremely smooth smite i don't like everybody's saying final k is the greatest solo laner right now and i agree i think final k is playing at a top tier level but nika is playing the role that he needs on that team dardes is carrying the way he is needed to cherio is setting up uh raffer which we'll talk about in a second has just been clean he's 
getting picks. He's setting up his team. He's peeling like nobody else. And Funballer is just being Funball in the duel lane and just fragging on kids because he's having fun. You can see it in the games when you look at the player cams. Funballer smiling and laughing and he's having a good time. When they did the interview after the games, he said, I would have had a double kill if Dardes didn't have red buff <laughs> when he 2v1'd as John Quay. And I agree. I think he would have. I think that team looks really smooth. Now, before we move on to talking about the rest of the tournament, the MVP of the set was named as Iraffer. What do you guys think? Do you guys agree, disagree? Oh, disagree. No, 100% agree on it. Raffer played lights yeah, out that entire too. set. The entire tournament. Horace looked. No, I, I don't think so. I, I think that Raffer's played throughout the the fact that he is playing not just gods that not many people are playing, but he's playing them to a level we haven't seen yet. It is ridiculous. Yep. Uh, when I look at Raffer, I'm no longer just thinking, you know, oh, he's just there as a body exists. He is a two-time world champion for a reason. He is a yep. damn good player. He is very strong mechanically, he's very strong positionally, and he has very good communication skills. And his ability in the, and his playthrough style in that last set was uh, was probably the best raffer I've seen since, I would even say, World 2 Grand Finals, whenever they were playing against Enemy at World Season 2. That was one of the peak raffers. Season 3, he was kind of waning a little bit, but it was still up there. This might have been the best raffer play I've seen in the last three years of Smite. Uh, I 100% agree. I think he looked clean. I think his positioning was great. He played um, Horace, Geb, and Kepri. Um, and they, they had to ban the Geb in game three because he played that well on it. And and another thing that I want to throw onto it is typically in the history of Smite, in all the history of Smite, what is the thing that people always talk about the supports? They're the person to go in, do the thing, and die for their team. Raffer was the one of the top three least dying players per game, not just per game though, per tournament. The entire tournament, as a support, Raffer died eight times. Eight games, he eight was deaths. Playing Horus and Geb and Kepri, gods that are traditionally easy to survive on. Horus is busted. Can we all acknowledge that? That Horus is a uh, really Horus is busted, busted god. Not just that. So <laughs> when you're I saying that he's playing gods that like aren't traditionally played, Horus is busted. That two, the prot tread, and then you add on healing with and prots with his three. It's gross. Uh, he's playing an OP god. Sure, that that makes him take a step back, in my opinion. Raffer's playing well. He, I, I tweeted out, I think, you know, one of the reasons I became a support main was Season 3 Worlds watching uh, Jeff Henla on the Sylvanas and then watching Raff on the Kepri in, in the finals. Like, those those plays made me want to be a support main. And, and Raffer showed up in that Kepri the, to save the game, the, like, frame-perfect yes. last-second... Rez, amazing. But what Dardes was able to do for this team, Dardes was the win condition, and he won them the games. The on her, every game, the carry, he carried these games. Without his play, they don't win. If you put almost any other mid laner there playing almost anything else, if you I don't feel like this team wins. Dardes should have been MVP. He was instrumental 
in their victories. If once, I mean, I know a Hindu and the crew on the desk were joking about a group MVP, but honestly, if oh, we could have got a a Raf Dardes Nika group MVP, I would have been down for that because those oh, three guys really like were doing the brundle work. And that's not to say that Cherio and Fumble are weren't because they very obviously were, but. Uh, the opportunities being set up, Nika being able to shut down Baskin and not let him do things was instrumental. And then Dart is being able to impose his will on the entire team. I don't know. I, 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 I don't hate that Raffer got MVP. I, I think he has his redemption arc. He had a really down year and two years, really. I mean, he was like, is he got kicked off of NRG for being the low man. He didn't really do that well once he went to obey, everything like that. Like, I I understand, like, his redemption arc, and it's a really good story, and he did play well. But for me, for the best bang for my buck, the MVP on that team is Dardes, hands down. I, I think that I can agree to Dardes. If it's not Raffer, it's being Dardes. Uh, yeah. But for me, I think for that sure. Raffer helps to allow the facilitation of Dardes to be the carry for that one. The plays and the executions that they made throughout the game, the adaptations to the meta, came off the back of how Raffer was able to change around the meta with his squad. Traditionally, we've seen this as of these last few weeks of SPL, and especially into this tournament, we've seen the support solo in the solo lane all the time. Every time we've been seeing this. Raffer and his team make the decision of, we're not going to do that. We're not going to let that happen anymore. We're going to change this because we know that Dardes is our carry. So what are we going to do? We're going to let our jungler go help the, the solo lane because, yeah, you're good, Cherio. We know that you can do that stuff over there, but we need to make sure that Dardes can get to that point of carry. So game two is where we really see it, and that's where it's really highlighted in game two, is we see that yeah. adjustment of he helps with the speed buff, and then he goes over and does the starts doing the red buff for Dardes to get that ball started really early. And he just sits there with Dardes and says, I am now your secondary person. What can I do to help you out? And his ability to sit in the back line, yes, he's playing the more overpowered supports, you might want to say. But his execution on those supports was almost flawless. The only one time in that last set that I could say that he just kind of goofed up was when he tried to ult himself out at the Gold Fury and he just got surrounded by everybody. That was one of those. That was that, the one play. It, it was where a panical because I've done it on Horus before. You're like, oh yeah, it's my ultimate. I go to the sky, and then you're like, oh wait, but my body's still down there, getting destroyed. That wasn't the best thing to do. Everybody's done it. I've done it. I mean, everybody. We even saw Raffer, one of the top supports in the world, do it right then. But I think that his execution throughout the entire, his patience, because a lot of times on gods like Horus, where they're you call them the combo CC supports you know you go in you get the stun and as soon as the sun is done you get the knock up into the slow so many times we saw him spread those cc's out because yes diminishing returns is a powerful thing and smite it makes it to where you just literally don't get cc chain forever but him waiting out the stun or him not going for the stun first and going for a knock up waiting a second or two hit the slow to make sure that you're maximizing that and then get in front of them go for the stun afterward his ability to Chain CC differently than everybody else who would just is following the standard, doing the meta. Stun in, knock up, slow. You know, knock up Cataclysm right away or Cataclysm into knock up. You know, we see it so many times, but the way that he's executing his gods and the way he uh, plays throughout this last set specifically was unreal to any support I've seen, even in 
I would say even like prime days of Hinla when he was at the top of the uh, top of the board, I would say it's even better than prime PBM. I mean, Raffer showed up this last set and he really helped to get Dardes to be the carry that he needed to be for that team, in my opinion. Can I say he definitely one thing, facilitated looking the back whole... at game one yeah. that really infuriates me? So, J-Mac, I think we were doing stuff going into the world, right? We were talking, I, I think the show had started by then, right? I think so. Uh, the one thing that I was yelling about was Odin was being played a lot, and a lot of gods with jumps were being played, and nobody was playing a Wheelix, right? Mm-hmm. And then they finally played a Wheelix and won worlds with it. Crazy how that happens. Um... Game number one, you have a Horus, whose three can be yanked by a Wheelix. You have an Uller, whose jump can be yanked by a Wheelix. You have a Jormungandr, who uses his three to make people get yanked by a Wheelix. Why are people so adverse to, to playing the Wheelix in really good situations? I it, it blows my mind to this day that people don't... Like in that, you first pick Erlang, right? You you get him, right? You have a roar. Put Erlang on a roar, or the Jormungandr, and you put Erlang on Baskin. Do something different, right? I don't know. Like looking back, like know. it just like it just came back to me. And it just irks me that just play a Wheelix, folks. Just play a Wheelix. I, I promise it's fine. I I gotta agree with you that there have been some picks where I was like, okay, you could have shifted your whole team comp, got a really good counter pick in this situation, and probably could have used that pick to at least get you headed in the right direction, get you a little bit of a lead early so you can carry that into the mid game. But there were multiple times in this in, in, in this entire tournament where the, the mm-hmm. counter picks weren't being picked. And it just, it was awe-shocking. Like, why why, why wasn't a Willix pick? And I think it comes down to exactly what Zach said the uh, earlier on, is everybody is just playing the meta. And since a Wheelish is not meta, nobody's playing a Wheelish, why would we ever pick up a Wheelish now? She's not the meta. When Renegade's like, okay, Keep's not playing a Wheelish. We're just going to keep steamrolling over you with all of our gods with leaps, like, on her and Horus and yeah. Ool. And it's like... Nobody is innovating right now like Renegades and when we talk about them here in a moment, Armada. Nobody is innovating and doing different things. Nobody is trying out these crazy, ridiculous strategies. They're just saying, well, this worked before. We're just going to do it. Yep. Yeah. No, I 100% agree. All right. So we brought up this Armada set about four times now. Uh, Armada comes out of the, the placement bracket. Um, from day one and two after beating a really good hype unit team and they actually lost to simplicity um, who i think was another sml team that played at a top level they just got a worse bracket and got digged you know what i mean like dig just played smite better than them um, but i don't think that simplicity did anything wrong um, but armada comes in to the d- day three and is facing number one seed rival They've got nothing to lose. They're the SML team. They're expected to lose. And they come out and just throw the quote-unquote cheese at Rival 
And Rival didn't know what to do. They looked completely lost. What do you guys got? Literally, the only phrase that I can say to describe how that set went was what Ryan said during the cast is, Armada comes in knowing that they're the number two SML team going against the number one SPL team. When you think about the perspective of that, there's, what, 10 SPL teams there. That means they're lower than that. They are 10, 11 positions behind them in terms of standings. Like, that's, that's, the, that's the David and Goliath moment right there, is what they're looking at at this moment, is Armada sitting, I'm David, that's Goliath. And what does everybody try and do against Goliath? They try and send out the biggest guy they've got to fight them. They try and send out the most powerful this or that to go up against them. And what does Armada do instead? They send out David, who brings out the unconventional method. The slingshot in a rock to kill a giant. Ryan said it the best, and this is the phrase that will be used for it, is they have nothing to lose. They know that, fi- that Final K and the boys on Rival can play the meta better than them. So don't play their game. Play your game. And it's a phrase I've been saying for so many teams and so many moments in Smite's history is that they need to stop playing the opponent's game. It's the problem that SSG was making in the season is they're playing everyone else's game. They're not playing theirs. What makes them good? What makes them strong? And what makes Armada strong is how insanely ridiculous the god pools of their players are and what they're willing to play in their position. Who until this week was thinking, let's play Erlong Shen mid. Let's play set ADC. Let's throw high. Who was thinking this? (laughs) Nobody except Armada. And Zach, and Zach, because Zach is weird. Jungle. Nobody out there is playing this kind of stuff, but Armada is because that's the kind of personality that that team is. Is they are a strange team. They like weird things. When you look at the history of that team and what they have played in in competitive play, the first one I think of is Meerkat played Loki mid, or no, he played Loki solo. He was the mid laner, but he played Loki on a world championship stage for the collegiate championships last uh, last fall and had it banned away from him in the second game of play. Like, that's the kind of stuff that not just Meerkat, but mm-hmm. everybody on that team does. They they know, well, thinking, they know they're not good at the, the season. Yeah, thinking back to the season, when Baskin and Scream were on that team initially, they were playing janky stuff all the time. They were playing mages in solo lane and... Um, just jank all over the place, and it it's it was their style, and they ran with it. And Rival was not ready. Rival looked I think lost. Where this this might be, I don't know, controversial or like unpopular opinion. I think ranked Smite is closer to the true meta of Smite than professional play for a lot of teams. I well, that's the comfort level. Especially these SML teams that are getting a lot of their playtime in ranked games. You look at, I don't know, like he... Armada came out and played a ranked game, right? And I think there's a certain... There's a certain yeah. level of they like... the W key. Huh. Like, that, I think that has to happen looking at this game. You have to, like, really dissect this thing. If, I, if, I'm, if I'm a SPL coach, analyst, whatever, I'm sitting my team down like, we're going to watch this set. We're going to see why what happened happened. We're going to really take a, a long thought about this. If I'm PK, 
I'm really looking at this set because I have a Milzy on my team who will play insane things in that support role. And I want to unleash Anything. him. I want to put him on crazy stuff. Hell, Zeros has been playing Jorm mid all season. Guardians mid is not a crazy idea, and I will die on that hill. I've been saying that for forever. No, I, I've seen it work. I, I will agree that it is a viable pick in the right comp. With this game, I, th they, what Ryan said on the desk was they came in, they didn't play the SPL game, they played their game, they played ranked. These are all ranked, um, nightmare. And what I said when they heard that was, all right, so Armada is going to play a ranked game. Okay, cool. That'll work against rival. You know, I don't think of, you know, I don't think of final K twig is a dual main. So he's out. I don't think of Panda cat as a ranked monster. I don't think of maybe polar bear Mike is a ranked monster, right? I don't think of the team rival as ranked monsters, right? Armada win no. this game. And who Not do they have really. to play next? They have to play splice. Every player on Splice is a ranked nightmare. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah. you can't win in that one. Nobody way. wants to see Baskin and Scream in yeah, that game. Nobody wants to see, you don't want to see Aurora? Aurora is the worst person that you can see across the way when you're playing ranked because he is just going to press W. I once got in, like, I was late night and I queued into a siege game. And the enemy team was bat uh, was Divios and Aurora, and this was like release Achilles. So they played Achilles, and they oh played. God, they just pressed W. Yeah. At you. So it was like, <laughs> and then like Cerberus was right around that same time too, I believe, and he was still really busted. So they played Cerberus Achilles, and then it was the most unpleasant experience for thirty minutes. And when you can just sounds about right uh, annoy <laughs> and uh, harass people like this, I don't know. I think we're gonna see a lot, a lot of change come out of this MSI. I think there's gonna be uh, uh, the the meta, the quote unquote meta, is shifting even further. So th like season six has been like my favorite season just because we've seen you know we've seen the your mid, we've seen the. Uh, the on her um, mid, we've seen the Poseidon ADC. We've seen all of these things that were really fringe ranked picks kind of come into the play. And people are really starting to realize like, oh, we can, we can literally just play anything. And I think MSI really is going to uh, reinforce that. Uh, and it's made my life as, as a coach, Having the pros do really weird stuff has really made my job easier to convince my players to do really weird stuff. Thank God for the pros. All right. Um, the next topic I have on the list is upcoming worlds because after this, um, this tournament, they've talked about reducing the number of SML teams that have the opportunity to make worlds to only two. One, the top team from both EU and NA as well as allowing four console teams, the top of each category, having an opportunity to make worlds. So basically, it's this tournament taken down by two relatively good teams. 
a lot of the players are really really upset about this like the what first thing is like I'll, I'll discuss the like the sml losing slots but the first thing is can we just get double elimination in regular worlds every other tournament has a winner's losers bracket can yeah. we just get like a, a loser's bracket so we can have someone make a run back like I I I was really hyped. I would love to see a losers bracket. When when this bracket first came out, I was like, "Oh, this is worlds bracket. There's a losers bracket for worlds." Hallelujah, they listened. And then it was like, "No, that's just the placement bracket. This is, you know, it worlds is it's the same." A placement bracket. And I was like, "Come on, man. You you had the chance. You were so close to do it." And I don't know. I I hate worlds without a double elimination. But that's a whole other thing. Uh the as far as like the SML goes, I think Hype unit really proved that they do deserve a shot to play uh, on you Agreed. know the PC stage. Uh, but uh, you look at the other team from console, which was you know the well the, all the other teams realistically, and none of them really put up much of a fight. I really personally loved that Jumpa's team on PS4 got stomped because yeah. jumping off of Xbox console to get a free ride into LAN on ps4 is kind of a scuzzy move uh and i'm really glad yeah it was a little scuzzy yeah. and and a couple of people from that team did the same thing right kobe was in that jump from xbox to ps4 right. to get care or get free ride basically so you look at that team they, they couldn't do anything you look at uh nemesis couldn't really do anything you look at even i was really hyped about e uh the console rival i think they had a lot of play yeah. good potential uh I have seen a couple of their scrims where they were playing PC teams all on con all of them playing on a controller and it was really good and I liked it and like you know Pred soloed uh, the enemy soul laner and I can't tell you who that soul laner was but it was a very high profile soul laner um but they just couldn't put it all together across other sides of the map uh, and then when they got to land, they just really looked out of place. I mean, but then all credit to Sanguine, like their coach standing in uh, oh, yeah. for you know Yarkor, and really yeah. you know you know he he's the best coach to stand in. Sorry, uh, Kissier, like you yeah. kabam. No, nah. <laughs> oh, no, nah. still top. What do you mean? Sylvanas Kuzumbo. And then they were <laughs> like, Yo, what if we ban our own Sylvanas? They'll but never he... expect it. <laughs> But he won more than one game. <laughs> uh, I know, I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, with the console stuff, I don't understand why they that outnumber. That actually transitions next to my, my next topic. All right. Well, I think we'll give JMAC a chance to talk about the, the SCL over SML2, though. Unless we want to just cut him off, which I'm fine with. I've, I've been doing that All for right. years. Oh, my God. <laughs> doing it more times than I can even count. Yeah. Uh, having SCL yeah. over SML makes zero sense. Why have the developmental SML league if you're not going to give them a chance to, which is what you're trying to do. You're trying to use that as a D league for other SPL teams to pick those players up. So let those players play against the best players so they can get picked up. I, that's very simple logic. Yeah. I think the console league in, in a whole is just in a really odd spot. And we'll talk more about into that. But as far as like the actual console versus SML matches that we got to see, I made a mistake and talked a little bit down on Flashpoint uh, in one of my original tweets. I went back on that, and I said I made a mistake on that, but then I wanted to bring it into mostly hype versus Armada, and Armada is the team that, you know, 2-0'd rival, 
and then they got beat by Splice. But Armada's the team that came out and really proved a point for the SML squads here. And Hype Unit going, even taking a game off of Armada, where in a situation that Rival couldn't, I think that Hype Unit really proved that there is potential for the console league players. When you put some of the best console league players in the world together, they can have a chance to stand up against the competition. The problem that so many people... Ha that, that for me, the biggest problem with console league is the lack of respect for them if if anybody ever wants to disrespect console please go sit at a console land and tell me that these aren't some of the most passionate players in the game that you've ever seen it is ridiculous seeing the level uh, of intensity that happens at a console only land the hard thing is making that true comparison of console versus you know pc because one of the peripheral difference on there but also just because of the level of competition the level of competition yeah. for the top end of console versus even bottom SML to top SML, bottom SPL to top SPL is so much wider. Like you take Rival and then you take Trifecta and Luminosity down on the bottom end for SPL. Yeah, there's a huge gap between them, but there are still some of those big players on the bottom SPL teams that if you just gave them the right two or three more players to put around them as opposed to just who could we grab really quick to fill this spot, we would see that gap much more narrow. Even in the SML, we had players who were at the top level, but either a lack of care or a lack of talent on, uh, on a couple of roles is what separated the tops from the bottoms there. In the SEL, the tops are at the top. And then when you look at the bottom, oh, there's yeah, nothing. There's nothing at the bottom of the SCL. And then you had the whole transfer of the top SCL from when it was just Xbox over to PS4, and you further split the gap even more. So the people who were at the top and middle of SCL don't exist because the middle SCL said, we're done being the middle, let's go be the top on the other side. And they switch over, and now there's even further of a gap for that one. Uh, I think that, to me, is the inherent problem with SCL, was splitting the consoles first off for the professional league and, and allowing these players just to switch between whichever league they want. But I think it's just that massive lack in competition comparatively to the other leagues which is why we only saw them able to take a couple of games here and there off of uh, off of a top team or off of an sml team is because they just don't have that level of competition like an spl team does spl can go scrim whatever spl or sml team that they want and vice versa scl kind of just sits there with their hand between with you know with their hands twiddling their thumbs just going well what do we do I, I don't disagree with you. I think uh, the competition in console, as a console player, is very weak, especially on the PS4. And it, it showed. This this whole season, it showed. The bottom S S SCL teams looked really bad in comparison to the top SCL teams. And I, going back to the world's bracket, it's really not fair for some of these really good SML teams to get kind of pushed to the side if they lose one game. You know, one set can change their outcome to Worlds. You know, I understand that that's how it is. The, the top seed gets rewarded for being the top seed, but then you're limiting the potential upsets and the potential all-stars. And like J or, uh, LHS said, some of those players are looking to get into the SPL. So let them play against the SPL talent so they can prove what they are and who they are as players. Yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, what needs to happen with console is 
you know, we've seen this in the past with like uh, Paragon's a great example for what they were able to do. They enabled mouse and keyboard support on the console and had crossplay between PS4 and PC. So when players on the PS4 were playing its PC players, they were playing with a mouse and keyboard. It was kind of even playing field ish because, you know, frames per second and all that kind of stuff. Right. But that's that you can make little changes on that right i think what we'll end up seeing is you incorporate the scl into the sml and just have everything be homogenous uh and give them you just enable mouse and keyboard support on the native clients for console and then you know if they want to use their controller for the games let them use the controller if they want to use the mouse keyboard whatever but have them be in the sml expand the sml by like another two slots you know two or four slots whatever do a play in bracket between top combine teams top console teams and see who makes it in uh and just do that going forward i think that solves all of our problems i i think it's also an extra combination of the lack of broadcast between even sml and scl spl gets what two full days uh, of broadcasting and they're you know best of five so let's say three to four best of five games get played for spl per week that's broadcasted mm -hmm. in its entirety SCL and SML get two sets each one day a week. And there's not just four yeah. teams in the league. There's eight or more teams in the league for each side, for each, you know, region. There's multiple teams, more than that per region. You know, they're not getting the broadcast time, so they're not getting the they're not getting any kind of you know, recognition in the broadcast standards. So less people are being, the less of the teams and players are being seen by the public, less of those teams and players are being seen even by the pro league, because, you know, if they're not playing console, they're probably not seeing those console players. And if those console players aren't playing in their regular games or like actively coming out for it, they're not going to see them because it's not like you can be like, oh, well, what about ranked? Ranked is disabled between crossplay. You don't get to see the console ranked players mixed with the PC ranked players. That's disabled. You can't ever see that kind of thing. And that was something they made note of early on in the season. And because of that, console has such a vast separation from everybody else. And I would even say even SML, even though you have those you know, former SPL and always top SML players in the SML, there's so little actual vision for those players. They don't get seen nearly as much as these SPL stars do. And I think because of that, I think that incorporating them together, you know, making SCL and SML just one combined joint league would not only be better for the league, but I think that extra, I think reformatting for it would help out a little bit. I also think that more broadcast time would be extremely beneficial for them. Give them the SPL style treatment. I think if you make SML and SCL the same, and then you put it to where their format is similar to SPL, give them the same amount of time, like, sure, people probably don't care as much about them, but giving them the same recognition, you may not be able to give them the same pay grade, obviously, but giving them the same level of recognition, giving them that same amount of time on screen as the SPL players, I think would be really good for that league, and I think it would really help them out. I think that's where the lack of respect comes in, especially for the SCL guys, because, like, oh, man, you know, this SML team lost to, you know, to a console team, console, blah, 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 all the, all the disrespect that comes to them. It's because they're not seeing the console players and how good they really are. And when they come out there and they take a game or two off of some of these SMLs, they're like, okay, so who's, who, who's actually better? Is it the SML or is it the SCL? Like, what's going on in this case? And I, I think that it's that lack of, 
I think it's that lack of, I can't even think of the word. I, I've been trying to dance around the word like for the last two minutes, trying to figure out uh, exposure. The la- that lack of exposure yeah. of the SCL and even some of the SML is what really hinders that league from going up there. And I think that's why we saw Armada be such a, a shakeup kind of uh, here is they got to be on screen finally and show what they're made of, what they've been doing this whole time consistently. And people were kind of sitting there going, Armada's pretty good, aren't they? I, I think when we finally get uh, a more even ground between this these three different leagues that are running here, we'll actually get to see something a little bit more powerful, I think. And I don't think we'll get to see that until likely season seven, however. I 100% agree with you. I don't think we're going to see any major changes for this split. Uh, for the re- or the second half, phase two is what they're calling right. it instead of splits. Um, all right. So day one, there's a lot of drama on Twitter. Um, I missed the first couple games, and uh, I just haven't opened Twitter to look through. And all I see is, Hype Unit's not a console team. They're playing on mouse and keyboard. Blah, 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 blah. Hype Unit came out and beat Flashpoint. Yes, Flashpoint's missing Farrakrik. Farrakrik's amazing mid laner. It really showed that he wasn't there. Sibby played mid, looked really lost. They had their sub... Um, I believe is their coach. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Um, plays in solo because that's what he's a little more comfortable with. And Hype Unit just exposes the solo lane. Um, Sibby looked lost. And Johnny just couldn't carry hard enough uh, without Farrakrik. That just shows you what kind of player Farrakrik is for that team. But everyone's like, oh, they're playing on massive keyboard. That's not really console. That's not really crossplay. What are your guys' thoughts? Because this was a huge topic on Monday. Um, when they announced crossplay to begin with, they mentioned how there was going to be the integration of mouse and keyboard to begin with. Um, in fact, we did. It was mentioned that the solo laner for Hype Unit was playing on his controller, so there was some. Yeah. Uh, personally, I think it's fine because here's the philosophy onto it. Everybody was saying, "Oh, well, why are you allowing the console players to play on mouse and keyboard?" Well, everybody else is playing on mouse and keyboard. If you threw them into a console tournament, you know, for a PC team getting thrown into a console-only thing, and they get forced onto something that they're not as good at, it's not going to be well for it. If they have the ability to play whatever they want, my thing is, play what you're good at. If some, If you're better on this other thing that you can do, then do that. Why are we forcing the console players to play at a literal mechanical disadvantage? People, I know there are good console players. I've seen some really insane console plays, things that can be done on a controller. But there is a certain limit that a controller has versus a mouse and keyboard. There are certain things that controller cannot 100%. do that a mouse and keyboard can. So people that are getting into this uproar about why are they allowed to play on mouse and keyboard, why do you want to see the console players forced into a disadvantage no matter what? Like, why... Is that what is that better competition for you? Is that you see a team forced to play with a handicap against a team that's already having the advantage just from the peripheral alone? I mean, I think that's the big my big concern is like what everybody was on about was oh, well they're not on mouse they're on mouse and keyboard blah blah blah. Okay, well those guys are on mouse and keyboard. What what if we instead made the SML team that there was going against them have to play on a controller? You'd be in an uproar about that. Oh, 100%. People would be flaming high res for making them play on a controller yeah and it's like okay well so what if they're the higher seat so then people might be okay well what if you had to play on the higher seated teams well hype unit was the highest seated you know console team that was out there 
So then it would have forced an SML team to play on the console, and that wouldn't have been a good thing. Uh, you can't force a team in this issue. When you're bringing in two different styles of play, controller versus mouse and keyboard, even though con these controller players may be the best on the controller, their controllers are only limited to what is you know what the controller's limitations are comparatively to the mouse and keyboard. I think that because of that, you allow them to play either one. They gave them the choice. They didn't say, okay, since it's a mouse and keyboard tournament that you're going against with PC, you got to play mouse and keyboard. They said, no, play whatever you want to. And Inbound mentioned that they took the last couple of months of this last phase to practice on mouse and keyboard because they knew they were likely going to need that to stand a chance against them and to play and to practice as it is a team. And because of that, that's what they went in knowing that that's the level of comfort that they were going to need. And they did look like they were pretty comfortable on mouse and keyboard. I mean, give those guys a year on a, on a on mouse and keyboard and they could easily be up there with, you know, the SPL and the top SML teams at an actual fair, an actual even level, I would say, compared to, you know, where, you know, there's a missing sub. And then you'd go into game number, into set number two with hype unit. Now you can't make the excuse yep. of, well, they had a sub and there was a guy in, in his off role. They were playing they against Armada. Armada. And they took a game off Armada. Yeah, Armada. They, destro they destroyed they Armada been, game too. Meerkat was like 1 in 14. They should have 2 0'd. They, they messed up outright, like very stupid stuff. I think it was around the Gold Fury Pit and lost the game off of it. And I I will I will say, uh, as an analyst, I think both Sanguine and Hype Unit and should I have won their respective sets. And it's really sad. And I think. What it came down to was what I mentioned earlier, the lack of real competition for the console players. They're so comfortable at their top seed, what they've been playing against, that when they get to that other level, they can't get away with what they normally could in their respective league. And for me, that's why Hype Unit lost, is when they tried to 5v1 at the Titan Room, kind of low HP, against Kaspanify, Kaspanify said, I'm a Jingwei with Odysseus Bow, y'all are low health, and I'm even to y'all. What are you idiots doing? And that proved to them, it's like, they, he couldn't do that on console. But he can do that here. We kind of messed up. And that's why they lost that first yeah, game. No. It's because they made, the, they made mistakes that, in their respective league, they could probably get away with. But I, because they're now playing on a higher level against players of their caliber, that's where we kind of started seeing the disadvantages and the mistakes that they were making and why they end up losing the second set and, and you know, having to struggle in that first set is because they're finally playing at their level, which they're not really used to just yet. Um, so I, I think, I mean, we kind of went away from the whole mouse and keyboard discussion, but I think it just comes down to why are we forcing console to play at a disadvantage? Like, that's just not, that's not real yeah, competition. No. Like, that, that's my only thing And on those it. sets... Those sets were great sets because they were playing on a more even playing field. Mm -hmm. I That set against Armada would have gone drastically differently if they were forced to play on a, a controller. The Same with the the um, Flashpoint set. Flashpoint, Johnny would have just destroyed them if they were on controller. And I'm not saying that they're not top-end controller players. But John, like being able to play with a mouse and keyboard gives you an innate advantage because of the mechanics of a mouse and keyboard. And you can take advantage of that against controller players. You see it all the time uh, in cross-play leagues where I've seen people who are playing on mouse and keyboard are just, especially in duo lane, hunters just can aim so much better. But it, it's across the board. I don't know. I think Anybody have any final points? Uh, as far as like the controller thing is, I think um, 
the divide in certain roles isn't as big as everyone's kind of making it out to be. I think as a support, you can you can play just as as high a level on PC using a mouse keyboard that you can as a controller. I think soul lane, you can do the same thing. Uh, where it really kind of matters is you know the mid jungle and your carry rolls, and even mid you can kind of get away with it with certain picks. Like I mean, if I'm playing Zhang Kui mid, I having a mouse and keyboard is not going to make me play that god any better than a controller. You know, I agree. there's certain things, and like I think that. Wolves proved that because oh Wolves played at a very high level even using a controller. I don't think Wolves was. I think all of Hype Unit was using mouse and keyboard because I talked. I interviewed Layers before the show, and he said all of them were using they, mouse and uh, keyboard. The only I think they said though that Wolves was using controller at the time. If I remember correctly, okay. I, I think somebody had asked what, uh, and there were multiple people I'd seen on Twitter that were saying that Wolves was using a controller during the set. I'll have to verify that. I, if I remember people, correctly, I knew for a fact, the- I knew that uh, Rival, their ADC, and their mid were both using uh, controllers, from what I understand. And that was, like, you know, shocking to me. Yeah, those are the two that I would want to be on a mouse and keyboard. Right, exactly. And and even if Wolves wasn't using the controller, the fact that he went from controller to mouse and keyboard and still being the threat that he was as an SCL solo laner to going against these players, really a really strong testament for him because he was playing like he was the top solo laner in the world. Like he was playing at a at a level oh, yeah. that you wouldn't expect from somebody at that because you know you don't think that you know the the console league is gonna be as strong at that. He still proved that he is a massive threat in that solo lane, no matter which peripheral you put him on. And I think that is is the biggest statement for the hype unit team is we've seen even players like inbound. He was on the SPL, wasn't the bet wasn't on the best team in SPL. I think that he was very underutilized as a as a support player on, on, in the SPL. And I don't think that the team he was on with LG really used him to what he's capable of doing um but there are players who were on SPL or were very near SPL on that squad and really came out to show that they're capable of playing with the big dogs yeah 100% um this has been an extremely awesome roundtable I appreciate the two of you coming on I want to close it out with your highlights and lowlights of the tournament like, what did you see throughout the day that you were like, dude, that was so awesome? What were you like, why, what were you face palming at, as we say? Um, Jay Mag, why don't we start with you? Face palm, biggest face palm for me is people still letting Dardes throw on her out there game after game after game after game <laughs> after game. And st- not thinking that it's a five problem. out of six on her game. <laughs> I, I just don't understand how you let a single player get away with an issue that many times and you don't address it. I, I think my lowlights were the lack of adaptation from a lot of teams that could have just made one different pick or one different ban, and that could change the entire course of the of the drafting and the gameplay phase, specifically against Renegades. Um, and I think, for me, one of my biggest highlights was seeing armada come out and just show what the sml is capable of and the fact that the meta is no longer the meta that you like the meta the people who follow the meta and say that this is what works just play this they said well this works can we play that instead and they did it and then you know renegades getting the 3-0 in finals i think that was i think a 3-0 was unexpected there and for me it was pretty crazy to see that i think that overall this tournament was done fairly well um 
double elimination sure would have been nice to have all that but you know when we're doing an msi it's not as as big as you know the worlds where you would think you know that kind of that much more stuff would matter i would have liked to have seen more best of fives throughout the whole thing i would have maybe liked to seen best of fives in the play-in play-in side in the semifinals. um the kind of the uh, th- that was kind of the low for me is all these SPL teams went from playing best of fives every week to playing best of threes up until Cooper made the adjustment and got best of fives, at least for the top end of the semis, which was uh, another highlight for me was getting to see uh, best of five semifinals as opposed to best of three. That would have just been a travesty for me. Um, I'm really glad they made that change. It's so good for them to do that. Um, but overall, I-, I-, I think that a lot of these teams are going to be are going to be better coming out of this this tournament. I think that Rival now losing as a team, and that was something that Final K mentioned on Twitter, was that they haven't had a real loss as a team yet. Their first loss early in the season was when they were still new as a team. Now that they're a complete team and they've had a loss, they can now learn how to deal with it from there. And I think that we'll see much more improved teams moving on into this next phase. All right, LHS, what's your face palm and highlight? Uh, I mean, largely, J-Mac and I share the same lowlights. Um, it was a lot of lack of adaption and just, you know, not being able to play anything but your game. Uh, you hate to see that. Like, I, I, I want us to get above that. You know, when you have so many teams with coaches at this point, you need to be able to pivot. Uh, but I don't know. Like, that... Jamek, you know, really said a lot of what I had to say. I think as far as lowlights go, I mean, really didn't have that many for me. Okay, no, 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 no. My biggest lowlight. Oh, my fucking God. I for- almost forgot. I fucking hate what um, Armada did in their first game uh, of the tournament when they troll picked and disrespected their competition i hate that i hate it so much shouldn't be allowed shouldn't be tolerated there should be that if that should be finable that if you go into a game and you play down if you disrespect your opponent like that there are rules in place for that yeah i hate it let them at least get proper competition proper tape that tape that they have from this msi is worthless there is nothing that they can gain from that they they get no value now they came here for nothing and i in the past like i get it i i get wanting to stomp your opponent and like but no we're we are making moves and strides to get to be a very professional place there's still a lot of immaturity and there's still there's just so the, the lack of respect we have for each other is one of the biggest things that I hate about Smite as a whole. It's starting to get better SPL to SPL. There's, it's starting, there's a process up from SML, but then once you get in like SML combine and then console is still viewed very poorly. Xbox has come a long way, but they're still viewed as like lesser. And then PS4 is like not even viewed. Uh, it really uh, got under my skin when they did that. And I hated it. And I know like solo troll said like, you know, we probably shouldn't have done that afterwards, but you did, you went along with it. So fuck you solo troll yep. like that. Your, your apology means nothing to me. Um, so like that, I, yeah, I very, very heated about that. I, I don't think there's a place for that in competitive play at a LAN. No, no doubt. Uh, and on the other side of that, one of the things that I did enjoy the most about this was seeing hype unit be competitive, seeing sanguine with the sub be very competitive and see, seeing all these teams, uh, who 
you know, nobody kind of really believed in really show like, hey, we've got a lot to offer still. Uh, and, and, you know, Lad Ladam being represented at LAN and with a sub being able to do as much as they did. I still hands down think that they should have beat Simplicity. It was in their court. If they have Yarkor, I think we have, uh, you know, a hype unit, Sanguine uh, final potentially. A hype unit also should have won their set, I feel like. Uh, it, it is... I don't know. It's a great time for Smite. I think this is the hands down the most competitive uh, Smite's ever been. Uh, and as a fan of the game, uh, you 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 love to see it. A hundred percent. I'm just gonna touch on a few ones. I loved like what you said about teams just being extremely competitive. These lower end teams that have been disrespected for a while came out of nowhere, showed up to play. Looked fantastic. I was really pleased with how the open of the tournament looked, other than Armada playing down, which is probably also my low light. I do agree, J-Mac, you nailed it when you said teams were just not being adaptable to what was thrown at them. There's no reason Dardes should have played on her six out of, or five out of six games in his last two sets. Why? Or he... let him play the on her and play the Awelix. Yeah, play something to counter it <laughs> so he doesn't go back to it. Um, but, guys, I just got to say thank you so much for coming on, uh, Baji. It's been a fabulous hour of talking SML and SPL and SCL and this whole tournament. Um, you guys are welcome back anytime. I'd love to have you on a regular show to talk and chit chat. Uh, and if this goes well, we might try and do another world's version. We'll see. Any shout outs you guys want to give? I think J-Max got some good shout outs. All right. Yeah. All right. Throw me there first. Um, first, I guess, shout out to the two collegiate <laughs> scenes that I've gotten to work with over these years. Um, Still on the fence if we're having a fall season, although I'm working on talk, making talks with that and making arrangements if not. Um, shout out to Cyclone GG, who's the org that picked me up, even though I don't stream like I should for them as much as I need to. They still support me, and I still love them. Um, so shout out to them. And then, um, yo, shout out to God for listening to all... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> No, uh, <laughs> shout, no, shout out to Vachi crew for bringing us on, uh, bringing me on a second time. I don't know why anybody ever listens to me and wants me here, but uh, shout out to people who actually do like me and support me out there. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think in, in all seriousness, like the, the two major shout outs for me, Cyclone for bringing me on and then uh, you guys for having me here as well. Uh, it's always a pleasure coming on, getting to uh, getting to talk. You know, at the at the top level of this, and and shout out to Zach as well because LHS did, did bring me on for around the battlegrounds, and we had schedule conflicts, so he kicked me off because he didn't like me anymore. That's the real reason. It's not <laughs> it, it wasn't at all scheduled. It's like I just can't stand that guy anymore. But um, it, it has been a blast on here talking about SPL, and I do like getting to talk about the upper level of competition instead of trying to figure out how I'm gonna mm -hmm. fill an hour of talk time about college teams who trolled for like seven years. <laughs> oh gosh, LHS. <laughs> Uh, I mean, is it cool to plug like my own show? Is yeah, that is that allowed here? Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so I, I mean, shout outs to UGC on my end. Uh, they picked me up for content I've been doing around the battleground. Uh, for them, f I know, man, for several months now. It's been great. I think we're on, almost on episode thirty. 
and we just got on to podcast apps. So uh, Spotify, iTunes, uh, Google Play, all of that were, were now on there. I you know, was fighting for that for a long time. We finally got that in. Um, so if you like if you liked this entire thing, go check that out. Uh, UGC Events uh, is the YouTube page. And then we do we simul stream it to Mixer, uh, UGC Events, and then Twitch UGC. Uh, that's kind of like my baby right now and getting that and i might be picking up another show for them too um so like shout outs to them for like really giving me a chance uh to you know flex my hosting and analytics uh shout outs to j mac for being you know uh, a, a good sport about you know coming on the show and like helping me get it launched again and then it's just a really good um time whenever i get to talk to him uh, thanks to you know the BOTG guys for bringing me on. It's been a long time in the making. I think yeah. we've had like three times where like we were supposed to come. I reached uh, out to you. Together. I don't know, uh, like six or seven months ago, and you were like, "Yeah, we'll try yeah. and work it out." But it wasn't. It just conflict schedules, and I'm glad we finally yeah. got so you. We'll on. have to. We'll have to do like a regular show. I'll come yeah. on. Uh, I'm slowly trying to get acclimated back into some of the like uh, uh, the other scenes and everything. Um, so this is like a really good way for me to get back into it. And uh, uh, I mean, just shout out to Skillshot. They've been as much as they've sucked in uh, some areas. I think they've really been killing. I think this is largely one of the best seasons um, we've had from a competitive standpoint with all the rulings and the changes and all that. But like just for the game balance wise, like they've just been killing it. So uh, hopefully that continues to happen. Shout out to the sidewalk for keeping me off the streets. <laughs> all right guys it's been a it's been a blast like i said uh i'm gonna throw it over back to Depp. well thanks willow uh it's great having those guys on i know uh thank you j mac thank you lhs thank you sorry i'm worthless and couldn't contribute to the conversation <laughs> same at least you know you're uh worthless it's okay that's not worthless. Wow. No, your role. How dare you? <laughs> I wasn't saying you're worthless uh, in general. I'm just saying you're worthless when it comes to esports. I mean, I'm pretty sure it came out that way. I'm sorry. My I didn't biggest mean to problem is anybody. I'm able to listen for like an hour and a half, and then I go on a half hour lunch with no internet and come back, and it's like, what the fuck's going on? And usually after lunch, it's like, all right, crunch time. That's why I watch the VODs. It's just hard for If me. I miss stuff, I just go back and watch the VODs. Hey, Will. Hey, what? Fuck your autos. That's right. The old hat of purgatory. We have that two to talk about this magma. week. We do. We do, and I know you are a part of uh, some of it. So, Why don't you why talk don't about you, fuck your uh, autos, Chuck? Fuck your autos, Chuck. Was just all right. It when people realize that they don't want to hit you with autos, they don't. They and just so run they, away from you. Yeah. Oh, let's get out of the rain and not see. Auto it, I forgot to chalk. tell you the, the the secret to playing this and having fun. You have to pick the slaughterhouse Chuck and like laugh at them as just you're trying to chase them, them down. <laughs> I, I need to set up the macro. That That's what I messed up. I should have. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Should have set up the laugh. Macro. That really adds to it when they're just, when they, cause it gets to a point. I've done this a few times. It gets to a point where they like, will throw one auto be like, Oh fuck it. Shock and turn around like literally like 90 degrees this way. Yeah. 
I, I love that you said this way so that I, I know which way you're pointing. I'm this way's anyway, but where shock is. Okay. So like it, 90 it's probably right, more that 90 way. Degrees left. There's only two options when I say 90 degrees. So the options are Normally get the fuck away the from shock or don't do anything. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Unless it's the mage, then it's like, give me that ass. Because the mage yeah. will, will tear you apart. Oh, yeah. Because it's mostly physical items. Yeah. So. Ooh. It is fun, though. Like, if you do oh, this yeah. in Conquest. What did you do it in? What game mode? I did Arena. Did it? Uh... Yeah. That might have been part of my downfall, but. I feel like it'd yeah, be a better you do clash this in solo one. lane. That might be pretty no, good clash. No, no. Uh, solo lane. Because if it's any guy that uses autos at all to clear, which all do over there, they just can't clear. But you'll you get, get a magical matchup every now and then. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You'll just get fucked. Yeah, you're right. So. Alright, let's I'll, talk I'll about the hype of magical. Speaking of magical matchup, can yeah. I uh, transition here? You yes. Can. Because Lantern... 25 green was like begging me all day to, or he wasn't actually begging me, but he kept like wanting to pick Vulcan solo. I'm like, dude, Vulcan solo is like bad. Like, please just don't please. Like if, cause he's queued up for solo. It's like, if you want to play solo, that's cool, but don't, don't go troll picking. Cause it makes it really hard for the rest of the team. Yeah. And, uh, we went to go do our Hat of Purgatory, and we warned everyone. I'm like, all right, guys, this is going to be just dog shit. This is going to be bad. Prepare yourself. It's bad. It's going to be bad. And he's like, real kind of sheepishly, he's like, uh, Can I play Vulcan is solo? Is this the game? I can play Vulcan solo and you not not yell at me for it? I'm like, yes, yes, this is the game. No, I haven't been yelling at you. I've been just saying it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was funny, though, because he just did it like. We had a he's full five-man that like, game. Yeah, we had a full five man, and like Lantern's not like a green or Lantern twenty five green isn't like a shy guy, but yeah, no. like he was just able to throw on the perfect little like sheepish tone and everything when he asked. It was hilarious. Yeah, no, it was really good. Um, we did this with Web, who was the guy explicit something, who played Uller. I don't know. Uh, I've name. never played with that guy. That was our first time gaming with him. Yeah, I could. I can't so he remember. Probably his thinks name. we're assholes. Just yeah. like look at these fuckers over in dual lane here. And uh, then Lantern played Vulcan. He ended up going against this uh, Hades solo who built really damagey anyway, so he didn't do terrible. Um, that Uller player, he played mid and played really well. Um, he jumped in a lot and got killed because of it, but he got he almost always at least traded. Um, and then. Webb played set and played pretty well, especially early. Um, he's still practicing the jungle. He doesn't play a lot of conquest, so um, we were giving him some tips and pointers, and uh, he seemed to do all right. There was a couple late game team fights where he was kind of out of position that he he just needs to practice. That's kind of stuff that you need to learn. Um, I think a lot of it had to do more with him not knowing set. Well, not only that, it had to do with us and, being and we super ass team yeah. <laughs> we had yeah. like literally no front line so he'd it, go it in is, and it just be hard dead. to play when your teammates do that yeah so i, I played s- him. He, i think he played very well yeah no i think so too especially early game him and uh the other guy were just wrecking face in mid 
Um, yeah, at one point I turned and looked at the scoreboard and it's like, why Why are we 5-1? and one? Yeah. What happened, guys? What is going on? Like, we haven't we, done literally anything in late. fuck? <laughs> We've cleared three waves. Jesus yeah. Christ, calm down over there. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it was... We had a fucking blast. We did nothing for the first, what, 15 minutes? And I played Soul Support, which... Well, I, th- I think we had them first wave, and then second wave was pretty tied up. Yep. And then we just accepted that we aren't doing anything till level five, and yep. so we just didn't even try to aggro or anything. We just stole all the neutral farm, then took the safe farm. Yep. We played really smart. Uh, I was early. pele, which was really nice because I was able to use my three to run to grab bat camps really, really efficiently. Yep. Hell yeah, I did. That was like one nice thing. But yeah, we uh. Because that's part of the problem, like, being an ADC trying to go grab those bat camps is usually you can lose a minion or two, if not more, depending on if they're there to clear the wave or not, or if they're just going to smack each other, and timing and everything. But if you're Pele and you just hit the fucking turbos, it ain't really a problem. So, playing soul support, you literally do nothing. I built super janky. They had a pretty heavy auto attack and healing comp, so I had Gauntlet, and then I tried Jade Emperors, but didn't like it, so I sold it for Midgard, or maybe it was Emperor's Armor, one of those two, and then I had... I think you grabbed Midgard. Yeah, I think so, too. Then I had, um... Because you had, you had that and ISO in your, your two to slow yep. them. And then I had Shaman's Ring... Or not Shaman's Ring. <coughs> What's the purple magic breastplate? Why can't I think of it? Shoguns. I had Shoguns for auto attacks for myself and everybody else. And then I had mm-hmm. Gemma Iso, Toxic Blade. And I think I went... Didn't you have a Pesty? No, no I didn't have Vulcan Pesty. grabbed a Pesty. Yeah, Vulcan grabbed a Pesty. That's why I got oh, Toxic Blade. I know we had, we had one. So I was swinging, like, auto-attack central, but they were hitting for, like, 25. <laughs> so I would just, I'd just start swinging. I'd use my one to keep sustaining. They'd go on me because I'm soul. They're like, oh, let's just kill the soul. And they couldn't kill me, so I'd three out. And then I'd use my two to slow everybody. And then I'd use my knock-up. And it was really stupid, <laughs> but it was fun as hell. And then there was a play... Where we rotated to mid, because we were really close to, like, they had killed two people. Our team was getting pressured back from their jungler and um, support. So we rotate in. And Fro alts and the Ganesh, was it, I think it was a Ganesh, no, I don't remember. Whoever the, the support was tried to dash out. And you turn around and auto the wave, like, three times with your alt effects. And just slaughtered their team <laughs> off of minions. Well, there were, I ended I end up picking up a double kill, yeah. And I I wasn't in range to actually hit them with my ult, and they like got behind the minions. But I just wanted to get close enough because the one was one hit. Yeah, I think yeah. it was the Ganesh, and I just knew that like he's one hit. And the other guy was like, he had a little bit of HP. Maybe it was the hell fish, and I'm like, ah, I, I was it the hell? I think so. Right, yeah. And I'm like, I don't know if I can, but, like, I'm going for the other guy. He's one hit. 
first auto connects with the wave, hits both of them, and just annihilated the one with barely any health left. I'm like, perfect, yep. sweet. I'm like, fuck it. Finish off the wave at least, right? So I go, and I'm mentally thinking, like, I'm just going to get the wave. Slap the wave twice. And I had a decent amount of attack speed because Willow's giving me showguns. I had Crusher. Um, fuck, I think I picked up Aussie. I might, I, you I were might slapping. That, Either way. I had, I had a decent amount of attack speed. And just smack the wave twice, twice real quick. And then all of a sudden, just double kill. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, that feels bad. No. I wasn't even trying. Sorry, bud. It was Sorry. it was one of those plays where you're like, he can't get this kill. He can't get this kill. Holy shit, he got this kill. <laughs> Hell yeah. We ended up I didn't winning I that game. Get it. I was literally just like, fuck it, I'm going to clear the wave. Like, that yeah. was my thought. Like, use my last two cone autos to clear the wave. And he, he was just in range. Like, just the tip for just a bit, apparently. Yep. Felt good. Oh. Felt good. We ended up winning that game. I was, what, four, six, and like... I have it written down. Hold on. Let me get the receipts. What did you end up going? I got the receipts. I was prepared okay, for this. I went 15, 6, and 10. I went 4, 6, and 26. I was a oh. part of 30 of our kills. No, it was it was a blast. That was fun. Um, it was fun. I think we ended up killing them at like Fire Giant and just like, let's just go win the game. <laughs> so we did. No, I think what we... No, 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 no. Remember, we, it was just one of those like split push to triple You're Phoenix up, to bro. victory type things. Whoa, you're did breaking we just... up with Fro? God damn, girl! I'm not breaking up. Oh, this is this is so all of a sudden. I'm not speaking because Discord sucks dick. There you there go. There you are. Yeah. <laughs> I said we split push to a victory. Remember? Yeah. We end up taking. Yeah, we split push uh, left and mid, and then like they went for a right defense, and we're just like, well, we'll take your Titan. Very good. Very good. It was a lot of fun. It was stupid, but it was a lot of fun. It was one of those games like, why are we winning this? And then you win and you're like, okay. And it's not even like, why are we winning this? It's like, why are we stomping kids? Yeah. But it's just one of the ones where you look in every lane and you're like, oh, we've already taken all the towers everywhere. And we've got T1s everywhere. Our gold right. lead at one point was almost I think the, the, the only... Oh, no, we did end up losing, that's right, the fucking towers, because that was the one with... All right. Most of this game, we had all of our towers up, like, no problem. Yeah. But they had a fucking Zoom Zoom rod. Oh, yeah! decided to proxy and split push his fucking brains out and prolong the game for another 15 minutes. Did not join any team fight. That's nope. part of the reason why we started shit-kicking him even more. But we kept having to send someone to back because he would just literally run from one wave to or one lane to the next. And he couldn't. He didn't take any phoenixes. Proxies. He was just basically no, no, stealing never... farm. <laughs> yeah, all he got from is he ended up getting two T two towers. Yep. But in the meantime, we got Gold Fury, we got Fire Giant, we got Pyro, we got every buff camp. We were still getting all the waves, so it's like we got your fucking phoenixes. We had a tank, tank it for us, like. And, and yeah, like they, he was not 
trading well in that right there. But whatever. Pele yeah. ADC, let's go, boys. It was fun. We had a good time. <laughs> All right, what's next week, That Dep- sounds like a good time. Next week, we have Birds of a Feather. That is right. You got that split push, Rye. You got that Thoth and the Horus. You're <laughs> taking them into a match. <laughs> now, uh, any kind of go- game mode or particular one you're looking for? Now, I was thinking we select one host, and you got to group up with the community. Try to get a little community involvement going on in the head of Purgatory. I'm so cool again, that. is it uh, strictly conquest, or can we do this in a uh, clash you do it or in a joust any mode? Or... Whatever All you right. think will make a good story to go on the podcast. How does that sound? I like it. This is a pretty easy the one, but it's, it's just kind of cool because of the name. This is one of those All ones right. where we're giving I ourselves a break. A fucking sucker for good named hats yep yep <laughs> oh yeah like you can 80 percent of these cheesy ass named hats that's fro yep this is I this is a fro that. special got some did did you look that's at the one i, said, I just I posted 80 percent. i said 80 percent. did you see the one I but just i was posted? on it i was on it there for a minute that one day i was literally just like i would listen to a song hop right in the discord and think oh yo this challenge kind of works with this song did did you see the one I just posted in ideas and shit? It's, it's no, good. not yet. It's We're recording, Depp. Why would I be checking ideas and shit? Because Willow just posted the name of the Hat of Purgatory, so I had to go try and find what it actually was. Willow, get better show notes. Willow, get better shoe notes. Okay. I'll make sure my shoe notes are tied tied up tight. Okay. Just Willow as... had a typo in our show notes. That's where that joke's coming from. Yep. It's and why everybody. What's the other one? I forget. Out to. Out to. Yeah, we're out-tos. not doing outros this week. We're doing the out to, but you know. Yeah, we're yeah. getting out to's. But we need a randomizer, and Dep does not have one. What are you talking about? We need D four. Pick an oh. Oh, Fro's got a D4. What? Dep calls two. Actually, we only need like three people. Or one, a, a D3. I'm not going to be here. Oh, oh Fro's not going to be here. How yeah, I'm be you? down in Atlanta, y'all. Like, the fuck's a You're D3? You're down there all week? Fucking triangle? A D3. You can get a dice that just ran. G, an RNG's a, a dice roller that RNG's a mother. Motherfucker. You know what? How about just make Willow do it? Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh. God damn it. Shit. You know what, Willow? I just had yeah. to do... Speak Ned hasn't had to do slapped. one in a while. Why do I got to do another one? No. Because this is Nev's for working high weekends. and dry. I had, to, I had to come off the river slightly hungover. Not hungover. Drunk, sorry. Because someone had to talk about the hat that week because Willow had to go on vacation. I was. I told you I was going on vacation. And I was like, hey, let's do the hat before I go on vacation. And you never joined my party. After you was like, yeah, I'll just just jump at your party when I'm on. I got pasta nights to prepare for, so, I mean. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, Can't be playing a bird when birds don't like pasta. It's known. It's known. I hate you all. I think Willow just got bullied into that. uh, I I feel like I just got bullied. 
That's fine. I'll be here for next week, so I'll do it. Heck yeah, brother. Taking it in stride. I like it. Well, that does it for our hat of purgatories, or uh, put a feather in your cap and call it pasta night, whatever we're doing. <laughs> That's like 17 references. Nice that was job. real bad. Yeah. It was real That's bad, right. but it was so bad it was good. There, yeah, there were a that, lot of long stretches to get all the pieces for that. <laughs> just, just a few, just a few. You'll need a well cooked noodle to. All right, snake move on through every <laughs> single one of those. Go to that. Go, go do the go, go do the next thing. All we'll right, but <laughs> <laughs> no more. Our next topic or segment is community corner, but I'm gonna. S- yeah, I'm going to press pause on that because we're going to stretch it out for another week so that way our community has time to get in their submissions for making Botji a new god. Put it in our community corner section. You can find a link to the Discord in our Twitter bio at Battleground of if you need to know where to find it or in the link in the description. Both and of those. just uh, is this where we bring up the changes we were talking about there? Yeah, we need to bring up the changes that we're making to the community corner. Yeah. So, so we've been in discussions behind are, the scenes. All right, Will has got this. <laughs> yep, you're you're good. You're roboting real hard, so I'm gonna take it. Um, we've been talking a little bit behind the scenes. Um, the community corner has been something that we we enjoy we love the the entries um we love what you guys add to the show we would like to have it all the time but it's come to a point where there's less and less entries and when there's less entries it's not quite as fun so what we're gonna do is do it less often so we can come up with better ideas um we haven't officially decided exactly how often we're gonna do it it's probably either gonna be every other week or at at minimum once a month. Um, so we'll let you guys know at least by next week what we finally or decide. Feel on. free to let us know what you would rather prefer. Yes. Please, if you have any feedback, we have a feedback channel in our Discord. You can always hit us up on Twitter at Battleground of. Um, or if you. Or our individual ones, you can hit yep. us up there too. Like, there's many ways to get a hold of us. If you have any ideas, thoughts, um maybe you have a segment idea that you'd like to see us talk about um please feel free to let us know we'll try and see how we feel maybe we'll talk about it work it out um we have a couple ideas in the background that we're going to work on um there's going to be a lot more battle use to uh kind of take up this this part of it um we're going to do a lot more independent topics um we are not going to be ever doing flat out patch notes they are boring to listen to. We will do probably preview episodes as a patch drops. We'll talk about like some of the bigger changes and cool stuff that's coming. Um, as we have Nike been doing, rework yeah. busted. Exactly. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nike rework. Amazing. I'm excited to play her and support. But anyway, we're, it's we're a gonna better Kuzenbo. So fucking fun. Yeah. No, I, uh, uh. we're going to be doing some, some more stuff. But we're going to do the community corner less. Like I said, if you have ideas, please throw them our way. Um, If you like this roundtable idea, maybe we'll do it for different topics. Or maybe we'll do it again 
uh, around Worlds time. Uh, maybe we'll do either a Worlds preview or a Worlds wrap-up show, something like that. Uh, let us know We're how you feel really... about how the show's going. Yeah, anytime that there's like a big SPL event, we could probably bring the boys back. Yep. Well, MSI and Worlds are like the two major yeah, ones. Yeah, those are the two are big ones. other ones. But yeah. But we can yeah. also talk like preseason stuff, like what we think of the team changes and stuff like that, if if anything. Um, don't worry, we're not going to be an esports podcast. I know some of you guys just don't care. But when there's bigger events, like MSI is a huge event for the for Smite. Worlds is a gigantic event for Smite. It's important to talk about that. Um, we can talk about meta changes and stuff like that. So if you have any we ideas, we are a Smite podcast. Yeah. we talk about anything Smite, Smite related. Like, exactly. Smite. It Smite. doesn't really matter. Like, well, I mean, as you can tell, we're not the biggest watchers of SPL ourselves. We still have had guests on. We still had coaches on. We still do ourselves partake and dabble each of us a little bit into it. Like, we just like Smite. Exactly. So it don't matter in what, what degree we get to talk about Smite, we're, we're going to talk about Smite. And He's not wrong. Uh, not, not to be this in like a mean way or anything like that, but if it's not your cup of tea, or anyone's cup of tea, I guess I won't direct you at anyone, but if, if it's not someone's cup of tea uh someone else might be loving it yeah exactly But we're never gonna like just kind of we're just looking to change things up so we don't get stuck in a, a niche so we don't get bored ourselves yeah so you know some things don't die you know or fall off and all that but we're still gonna be bot g yep still i think a drunk lie. lore episode needs to come we've been saying it for a while uh i second that you know what? Maybe all not those next in week, favor say aye. 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 I, I'm not even gonna vote. All those I, opposed. The ayes have it. Me. Drunk lord. <laughs> oh, majority rules, bitch. <laughs> That's not fair. Fro has to get the most drunk. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I kind of helped last time. <laughs> no, no, it was good. I was, was going to say, Depp was, was. could... It only took the, me 30 minutes to figure out what the hell you meant by was-was. So, <laughs> it was a very successful <laughs> drunk I'm trying to figure it out. Like, what the fuck is he talking about? The goddess about? of was-was. Podcast. Yeah, the <laughs> goddess of was-was, and it's like, yes, no. Nailed it. Good job. <laughs> Good job. So maybe Help that's another me. thing. If, uh, if there's a specific lore you want us to cover, uh, let us know. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Nev and Fro are good ones to hit up about that. We are the ones who kind of get a little passionate about that and do the research. Just FYI. That means for your information. And for your information, let's get out of here, Depp. Let's do no. those out-tos. No. Let's do the out-tos. Because we haven't, even, we haven't even mentioned where we got our bitchin' logo. Oh, where oh. do we get our bitchin' logo at? You, you want to know? Yeah. We got it from wildmonkeydesign.com. Wildmonkeydesign.com? Wildmonkeydesign.com. Yeah. What do they do there? All your design all needs. Your design hey! <laughs> that was a really if shitty only bit. we had I'm a baller-ass outro song to put at the end to go with that logo, though. You know oh, what, bro? Wait, I, I believe we do. we do. Where do we Is get the baller-ass? All for 1995? <laughs> Where do we get it at? If I call within an hour... 
Do I get the bonus special of an the NCS bonus outro song? And we'll include a double feature. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but we do I'm have not, NCS. Fuck it, we could. You want a double no song at the end sounds. of the snap? We're doing a double song at the end of this. We got it. Fuck it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> You're welcome for that bit, ladies and gentlemen. The legality of that one. But. <laughs> oh, yeah. But no copyright sounds. Hitting us up with... Uh, some, some great outro music. Copyright songs. <laughs> <laughs> yep, some great outro music. And I have been your host, Dep Nation. You can find me at Dep Nation on most social media or Dep Nation underscore if you can't find me at, at Dep Nation. Nevea, where can we find you? Places at Nevea03. Willow, where can we find you? The same places at Willow1771. Fro, where can we find you? find me the same place as them but i'll say it for us twitter discord psn xbox for the other plebs at ps or not at psn (laughs) at fro underscore double underscore g on the xbox you can find me at depvea 1771 est was fro double g taken on the xbox i know who has fro double g or fro underscore I do, and I lost the fucking account. God damn it! Oh, that's right. No, I made that account way back when. I've done. I've said this story. Halo Three came out. I lost why my don't you, account because I didn't you update just, my shit. Why don't you contact support and have them delete the account so you can change your name? I'm pretty sure so, they purge them every now and then. I called them uh, way back. I guess it was it was a while back because it was back during the what was it the 360 days the very end of the life cycle yeah. and I so was like on five the years phone ago? with them yeah uh, I was on the phone with them for an hour and a half on hold just for them to say well it says right in the agreement that you uh, plan to maintain and keep all this information and update it yourself and blah 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 and I'm like. Ma'am, I was in eighth grade. Like, I don't remember what my password is, but it's something like suck my dick or fuck off because, you know, eighth grade lulls. Like, right. I, <laughs> what, what do you want from me, woman? No, I was no, 13. You know, what, you know what you can say? Um, I was underage at the time I signed that contract. It is no longer legally binding. You're correct. It is. He's right. It's no longer legally binding Such because you were under the age accountant. of four, or 13. So technically you broke oh. the terms of service. Boom. Yeah, they should just like ban that account and reopen the name then. You're right. Yeah. There you go. Nailed it. Nailed, Nailed it. it. Alright, let's All get right. out of here. I'm going to get myself banned on Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, buddy. We will see you on the other side of the battleground. <laughs> Bye!
Please.